not going to giggle. Do it. <laughs> We're not saying or doing anything yet. Mm-hmm. Can we have some professional professionalism on the show? No. You want that? Go and get some new people. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Don't no. ever try and turn this professionally. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. <laughs> Can we start the show? I wish this podcast would carry me away Welcome to another exciting edition of Jew South by Southeast, the podcast that gives Jew Southeast Jews one episode at a time. The rum's out, the fun's out, oh, and these guns are out. And I'm, of course, joined. I am, well, I mean, I should say who I am before I say who I'm joined by. I am, of course, Detective Scream! Joining me this week is none other than civilian named Nicola. Hello. Yeah, I mean, it helps... I'm not, trying, I'm not trusted to introduce myself anymore. I always introduce... Oh, no, I? you don't. You normally say, it's with me, and I go... Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Nicola, I'm not yeah. trusted anymore. I don't know who I am. Joining me, of course, is... And that's what... Is... <laughs> Shit, you're introduce you. You've done it again two weeks running, or two episodes running. Yeah. <laughs> Nicola. What? I'm not Nicola. Joining oh, us is... Civilian A... Nicola, I am Nicola. I keep forgetting. Oh, you asked to introduce yourself. <laughs> this is why I started introducing you. You can't be trusted with it. And of course, the other person joining me is, of course, Dottie Baker. She's back from assignment from last episode. Hey, hi, Dot. Did, did you catch the guy? Oh, well done. Where was he in the end? Down the back of the sofa. He's <laughs> like some dodgy geezer. Sounds like Tommy Cooper. Yeah. Through the yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and by the way, um, <laughs> Someone else we found down the back of the sofa because she's that small is Mini Mounty Michelle. Well, you're just Mounty Michelle. Mini is just implied with you. <laughs> I'm so used to the short jokes now. I just refer to myself as Mini Michelle. Aww. It's true enough. That's uh, so small. Aww. It's true. I, I'm glad you just admit it now. You don't even argue anymore. Well, there comes a point where you can't deny how short you are. And do you know what? It's really, really strange. I'm knew, completely it, going off topic it, it, already. It came with you at birth. <laughs> but there. <laughs> You've never been taller since. And I don't know if Gary, my husband, is doing this on purpose just to wind me up. But there are some days that he'll walk Gary, up... Gary, your husband, not to be confused with Gary the caller from the better phone. Anyway. Mm, the sorry. gay guy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, that was your husband. Yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, some, he, he walks up to quite often. He'll walk up and just stand in front of me. And some days I'm shorter than others. And I think he's messing whoa, with whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Some days you're showing those. Yeah, I I don't know if he's doing something to mess with me, but there'll be like a couple of days where I don't feel too short in comparison to him. Then there'll be another day that he just towers above me, and I'd be like, 
it's already short today. He's like, yeah, why are you shorter today? Is it a couple of extra drinks? Is he doing something to wind me up? No, I think he's doing something. Given that Gary's sense of humour is sometimes similar to mine in this regard, I can't imagine he'd ever do anything to wind you up. That would just be mean and beneath, well, I would say beneath you, but nothing is. (laughs) Above my, yeah, it's always above. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was completely off topic. It's like that's bothering me at the moment. Well, uh, this week we've watched a stunning, quite frankly, episode of Due South. <gasps> yes. I mean, you know, it's, we always say that Due South is graded, graded from uh, good to great, basically. There, there's, I mean, certainly if there's a poor episode, we haven't come across it in our rewatches yet. And I can't remember any being particularly poor. But there's just some which are cut above. And this is one of them. Uh, we, we watched this week uh, Bird, in the ha- Bird in the Hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also had a bit of rum already, it's worth mentioning. <laughs> doesn't show, does it? No, no it never does, no, never no, does. No, no, no. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's great. We're, we're going to get to that in a minute though, but Michelle. Yes. Michelle. Yes. Get some orders of business first. And actually, I think the first thing we should get to is actually something which Nicola can help us with. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> you said before, like, you know, when we spoke about it, uh, I used to be that I'd get Michelle to read out how to contact us here on Due South by Southeast. Ugh. And a few episodes ago, I remember saying, it's like, I oh, will tell you, next time we bring it up, which we have to start doing again because we have to let people know how they can contact the show. I think you should do it, Nicola. And you said, yeah, sure, I'll look that up for next time. I'll be all prepared. So I, I know you did will I? be prepared. Did yeah. I actually say that? Oh, yes, yeah, you did. Drunk, I remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. To be quite frank, I said a little cheat when I had a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I might have even said I'd go out with you on a date one day. I can't remember yeah, when. Yeah, and like then, talking that after. shit has landed you in the shit. <laughs> exactly. So I can't remember. So, it can't be held responsible. So, Nicola, we're going to go through how people can contact us. So first of all, people go to Twitter. How could they contact us? They go on to Twitter. They log in. Well, what's our Twitter? <laughs> what's our Twitter handle? Then, okay, so it's due south by at due south by southeast. Nope, too long. At due south. Oh, BSE. Hey! Yay! Already quicker than me. I was going to say quicker than me. Took me months. If they were going to email us, pray tell how would they do that? Uh, oh, um, uh, due south by southeast at somewhere relevant dot com. No, but um, think of your last answer. Oh. Due South BSE? Yeah. At. It's one which you use and so do I. Gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Darn, she's quick at this. If they were going to go on to Instagram. Oh, you may be sent by. Oh, Due South BSE. Yes. And say so they want to go on to our Facebook group. They just put in due south by southeast and it comes up. You see, Michelle, like this has already taken less time than you after several attempts. It took me a shocking amount of time to get all really these did. right. You and didn't even try and you got them all right. <laughs> and if they were going to go to a Bebo account. We what? don't have one of those. <laughs> yeah. So don't even, give me another one even, to learn. You even fell for that every time. Did you just fall for that again? I wasn't even no. doing it to you. No. Because I used to go, oh, what about on MySpace? She goes, we don't have that, do we? I mean, like, no, of course we going? don't. MySpace doesn't exist anymore. And what about Carrier Pigeon? Yeah, I, I get to that one on her as well. <laughs> and she'd fall for it every time. Where can they you know, contact us via Carrier Pigeon? Well, yeah, that was that was the joke. We don't have carrier pigeons. This isn't a joke. We might have a carrier pigeon. Have you got a carrier pigeon? Is it called what speckled gym? What if people don't gym? have social media? What are they going to do then? 
Well, they can write us a letter. Do you want to give out our address? <laughs> no. Yeah, there you go then. <laughs> yeah, but they won't need to if they give it to the carrier pigeon. The carrier pigeon never to bring it to you, see. There is no carrier pigeon! There are lots of pigeons in Southampton. I bet we could get one. Yeah. Oh. Now you've started playing a clip for something. No, I was trying to get into the main menu. Right, you guys talk. Oh, yeah, we'll just have to chat away because we're so, we're so good at being... <laughs> chat away! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We're so professional. Right, yeah. guys, should we get into some orders of business? <laughs> Maybe we should. Yeah. Yo ho ho! We're getting drunk as hell. Tell me what rum are we drinking, Michelle? Michelle? Mm. Um. <laughs> no, no, that—that's another distinct jingle. <laughs> no, I just needed to add that on the end. Um, so we've had two rums on the go. Uh, three. Well, we haven't drunk a third. Yeah, we haven't started a third yet, have we? Haven't we? Haven't we? Have we? No, we haven't. Oh, no, 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 we, we haven't. Yeah, you're right. You're Do you right. know what? It actually makes it look it look white. Actually, it sorry, just makes a speech. It makes it look. I was about to say, and now sound like we've cleared two bottles. <laughs> yeah, we have, no, we've just uh, had uh, a little uh, bit from one, a little bit from another. Yeah. Oh, so what was the first one there? The old staple of this podcast. It was. It was good old Hopkins. Yeah. Old Hopkins. We just we just had one mighty slug each. I was like, oh, there's only enough for one each in here. Oh, there's a little bit left. Oh, I'll just put that between us. Oh, no, there's still a bit more left. <laughs> it's like, so we got like quadruples on that one. Yeah, so I think if we get too drunk in this episode, it's your fault. Well, we drunk Uncle now. Yes. <laughs> drunk that Michelle, could, I think you're could, too drunk. <laughs> that could be us by the end of this podcast. Um, Anyone who watches or has watched uh, Saturday Night Live uh, for America, the uh, Drunk Uncle sketches, if you haven't, just check them out. I know we, we keep on mentioning um, Saturday Night Live quite often on this show recently, we're just finding, we've been going down the uh, rabbit hole of finding old Saturday Night Live sketches, which I enjoy and kind of I've been sharing with the ladies. They're brilliant. Yeah, they're definitely worth a watch, actually. Drunk Uncle is amazing. But yeah, I think a couple more of these rums and and there's a possibility I might start singing and then crying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, so there was another rum, uh, Bacardi Spiced. Right, and... This one we're quite sure we've had at some point yeah. in the early days of the podcast, but it's got new labelling on it, so that kind of counts. Look, it was sixteen it quid. Us. <laughs> it was sixteen quid for a liter. So, like, and I can't remember specifically if we've had this version because there's so many different types of Bacardi you can get. I'm not hundred percent we've had this. You, you, I can't be hundred percent sure. I think we. To have. be fair, I'm not hundred percent sure what we drank last week. So, <laughs> so we're going to class this as a new rum, but we're definitely going to have uh, something new. Oh yeah, there, there's yeah. definitely something new coming in next week. And what, what are we going to be drinking later on this episode? Oh uh, yeah, but Another this old is favorite. yeah, this is definitely one we've had before. So Caribbean Spice. This is a um, kind of own brand from Sainsbury's. We've definitely had it before. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's going for the Sailor Jerry theme. Um, but it's yes, a good old spiced dark rum. We like it. We're gonna drink it. Speaking of dark, we're gonna be podding in the pitch black it's in a minute. Spooky. Because Nicola oh. doesn't want to get up and switch the light on. I've been trying to give her a subtle kind of signal, like, would you switch the light? I was not like, subtle, you asked no. me. I was like, no. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, just before I possibly go and switch the light on, um, I keep getting a little hint of cherry flavouring in that Bacardi we're drinking. Actually, I think oh, you're no, right. this isn't Bacardi we're on now. It's Hopkin. No, it's not. I re-poured them. Oh, you, yeah, yes, yeah, sorry, you re- yeah, no, I agree, actually. Do you get a little... Yeah, I get very, a little bit of cherry. Very light, a very slight cherry cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it's like, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. And uh, as I discovered <laughs> with the... Um, as I've discovered... Sorry about the creaking, by the way. My chair needs a bit of three-in-one. 
or um, oil, basically. Oil hips. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, come on, it's your joints. Every time you move, your joints are creaking like I mean, that's true too, but this particular noise isn't my joints. My joints are a lot louder. <laughs> they start, it'll drown that out. Uh, what were we talking about before? Your creaky hips. Creaky, well, we're talking about rum and then creaky oh, hips. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I found out with the Mr. The Old J um, rums, they've got a cherry one. Yeah. And the cherry of that with orange juice tastes really good. That mixes really we well. We did have that on one of the pods, though, didn't we? The cherry rum? Yeah, we did, yeah. I'm just saying that this the cherry notes in this one, as I believe is the correct term. Yes, I'm um, I'm getting cherry. Um, I'm getting um, drunk. Yes, um, yeah. 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 And it washes right up your yeah. nose. That's indeed. Well, putting You're your drinking mouth, it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> as I've said to you many times before, Nicola, put it in your mouth, not up your nose. Very good advice there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a lovely sunny day here. Like We've been having the sun a lot here in the UK recently. Just yeah, this is probably it for, for the year now. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why I'm sending there. But anyway, let's, let's, let's say, you let's, go to let's, weather reports. <laughs> yeah. Let's get on to our, our, our other regular feature, which is. <laughs> and we've got a couple of mini mounties this week. Ooh. I mean, I know Michelle, of course, you'll have brought some as well. No. no. I mean, Michelle, just. I mean, is it just giving up trying or. I wouldn't say given up. I had a think, and I didn't come up with anything. Or anyone. So it's just that you've given up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just everybody I know. Did you just what? swear on the podcast? Oh, Sorry. What, what? What's wrong? No, nothing's wrong. All it is panic dust. <laughs> I can tell everyone. Sorry. What it is? I've taken one contact lens out because my eyes are a bit itchy. Suffer a bit of hay fever. Get a bit of dry eye in this weather. So I took one out just. To make my eye more comfortable. Of course, I'm sat here rubbing my eye, and then I said, "Wait, shit! I'm rubbing the eye with the contact lens in because that's um, itchy as well." I'm thinking, "I'm going to damage my contact." I forgot, but I'm... wrong eye. <laughs> so, Mini Mountain Club. <laughs> I, I do you know what I'm. I'm going to put someone down. Then I will ask them. I mean, like it's up to you. Yeah, you know, we're we're assuming this is consensual. Yeah, she might even be on there. To be fair, Mini Mountain Club probably... has to be consensual. Who is it? I'm going to put Sandy down. Ooh. She's already on there, isn't she? Is she? I don't think she is. Let me look back. But no, I she's don't really... got to be. Let, yeah, let me have a look. A proper look, not like before when you've like looked and missed it. Well, there's so many on our list. We do have a oh, it is, it list. Is a great sunken list. Yeah. We're well on our way to uh, 100 people. Yeah, we're in the late 80s. Yeah. Uh, Last week, or last episode. I keep on saying last week. As yeah, if we like we do this every week. week yeah. Only because we're that disorganised and just... It's, oh, it's, I mean, it's just timing. Getting round to... It's, I mean, the editing's a bugger. It's, it's finding two hours after we've recorded to try and get us into some semblance of order and then me giving up in the end just going, look, I'll skim. I'll skim through it, assume the rest's okay, and just put it up as is. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you that Sandy's not on our list. Are you do, well, I'm telling you, I've, I've just had a good look through. Yep. So I am bringing to the table, and I will ask her because I know she'll say yes. She's my, uh, my friend, Shit. my friend Sandy, who's our friend, and and Lola. Okay, I like that. I like that Lola, which is Lola's uh, Lola a gorgeous doggy. Are you paying the full name by the way, Sandy Shakespeare? And Lola Shakespeare. Oh, you were just gonna like be lazy and just put Sandy, weren't you? Shush. And yeah, so and Lola will, Shakespeare, and they will say yes because they're just awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Sandy comes in and looks after Dottie Baker. 
when at, we were yep. at work. And, and uh, used to look after the Murphster. Murphy. Yeah, the Murphster. And she's absolutely wonderful. Yesterday we uh, went to see Nicola's daughter, Danielle, uh, her wonderful uh, display of her uh, costume yeah. design, mm-hmm. which she does. And it was, it was a, like, the idea was an alien species. Saying about life, yeah, I'm saying something. Um, well, the idea was, like, behind their particular one was that uh, alien life had once happened on this planet and had got buried and then they'd start to find fossils from this period and they pieced it together, there was this mm-hmm. alien race. Much like the Silurians and Doctor Who, uh, very well done, uh, beautiful work. Like, if really, they'd used some photos of an actual archaeologist, which was one of the people involved in the project's uncle or something, something like, like that. Something like that, yeah. Had some pictures of him on digs, so it looked all authentic. It was, it was really nice mm-hmm. work. And ironically, the morning which we went to see the display, I'd seen this article about Silurians, which are a dog to, like, mm. the idea behind that is it's an, uh, an alien race which used to live on the planet Earth before humans, and then they wake up from cryostasis, and, like, that's the idea of the dog to aliens. Mm-hmm. I read this article about, like, could a species like this have existed? It was from Cambridge. Someone written this article and done a, some sort of thesis on it. And they were saying, yes, it's like, given the time span you're talking about, like so many billions or you know, hundreds of millions of years ago, whatever the time scale is meant to be, it is perfectly feasible that a life form could get lost over that period of time because of the amount of sediment and everything else over things from that period, the amount of fossils that survive. So, you know, they've kind of played on those kind of themes. And it's funny that I should read a bit of that article the morning mm-hmm. before. That's but anyway, awesome. And it's what? funny that my daughter's a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The two, yes. I'm sure, mm. not me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it happened to be, uh, while we were off doing that, Sandy was in looking after Dottie. Dottie uh, wasn't very well, was she, Nicola? Mm, uh, we could possibly say she was projectiling out of both ends. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things whereby overnight she'd been a bit sick. But, you know, that happens with animals. Sometimes yes. they can be sick overnight. Next yeah. day she seemed... Fine, right, it's right. beans again. So we're going, oh, she'll be okay. You know, we've got, this isn't something important. Okay, going to see Danielle's uh, artwork. Yeah, we got got messages from Sandy. And I messaged Sandy going, just in case. I'm sure it won't come up, but she was a bit sick during the night. She seems fine now. She's okay. Yeah. Messages from Sandy say, uh, yeah, she's, she's um, pooed and uh, been sick all over the place. And um, just cleaning up now. Just want to let you know, just just so you know, she's she's okay. I think her words while she was projectiling. Yeah, yeah. The place. Like a little Catherine will, I think, was possible. Yeah. So Sandy, Sandy was very lovely about it, and we really appreciate it. So Bless you, you, Sandy. Um, we love you Sandy. Auntie Sandy. Yeah, we love Sandy. Yeah, and we used to do plays with her, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I did last the, year. Yeah. Group. Yes, yeah. I, unfortunately, um, I can't this year, but uh, yeah, last year. Can you pass me a list? I just do want to check that. I, I just... Oh, he doesn't trust oh, he you. Doesn't I just can't believe Sandy is not on the list. I'm sure we bought Well, her. the thing, what it is, it means if she's not on the list, he hasn't talked with his friends. <laughs> and he can't. And neither of you until this point, so. Well, you've known Sandy longer, so I've come in, you know, gradually now. That like, is no good excuse. You're Let's right. The list. And there's no good excuse for not mentioning your friend of the years. You're right. There's no excuse for you for getting it as well. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It happened. But she's on our list now. And I, I think that I'm going to say that she was so that obvious that perhaps thing. I thought I just assumed that I'd already done it. Are you saying your friend's obvious? It's a bit obvious unkind. to be on this list, yeah. <laughs> well, you're saying she shouldn't be? No, you were saying she shouldn't be. No, you I didn't I even sh- think of her. No, you did. No, you yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling my mummy you. 
Actually, no, I'm not. She'd probably go, oh, don't be horrible to Ian. Yeah, no, she'd like, well, what did you do wrong? <laughs> yeah, she will. Huh. Oh, no, I can't believe that. Thank you. Thank you for double-checking that I, yeah. I looked correctly. Oh, and by the way, yeah. soon, yeah, shall we talk about you? No. Okay. Oh, you've been shut down there. Okay, it'll be a special surprise for later. But we might have a special new mini Mountie in the coming weeks. Yes. One to add to the list. Yeah. And in the meantime... <gasps> I thought we could get up to 100 and add him as number 100. We can't game the list. <laughs> it happens as it happens. The person in question, which you've just revealed is him, will get in the list on the number he's in and will be amazingly special anyway. Yeah? Yes. And in fact, by the way, something we should do. It's only proper. You know, the golden circle. Mini Monty Golden Circle. Yes. Have you heard of that? Yes. Something we should have done a few weeks back. I had a member of the uh, Due South by Southeast family leave us, and he belongs in the Golden Circle as well. Our, our boy Murphy, oh. who, who left us, I think it's only proper that, as well as being Mini Mountie, he should be in the Golden Circle. Golden there. Circle. You do realise you can't back out of the Golden Circle. No, you can't. He'll walk it'll in need there. Assistance. And it'll be like uh, <laughs> I'm in the golden circle. I need to turn around, Mum. I'm caught up in the golden circle. Can you, you can come walk, and get me? She just back issues. He can walk backwards, and uh, we had to like go along, sort of drag him back unceremoniously. He'd he'd almost look like he was fighting us to do that. Do you know what was funny that. though? Was and only, then he turned around and go, "Oh, cheers." It was only recently, really recently, that we had the conversation that Ian didn't realise that actually he couldn't reverse. Because I keep going, oh, we can't reverse, so we have to reverse him out because he'd get stuck. I think you just thought he was playing or... No, no, not playing. I... He just walked into the... It's like, he well, I can't see a way stuck. out of this, you know. Yeah. He's facing no. forward. He never thought of it. Uh... It was only just recently. I went, no, he physically can't... Because of his back, Yeah, he couldn't go backwards anymore. Bless so he physically him. could not reverse, even if he wanted to or tried. <laughs> well, he's got himself stuck with some very good company in the Golden Circle. Yes. No, uh, what has it got to you? What? No, oh, there, there's a little whiff oh, over here. and I'm just, I'm just saying it's not me. It's not me. I gave her one of, Dotty one of her, Dotty Baker one of her mini sausage treats. Maybe it was a bit early for that. Maybe her stomach wasn't ready for that yet. Yeah, and then she's so... <laughs> <laughs> she's right near us. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> We're trapped. <laughs> oh, well, I'm the other side of the room, so it's okay. We've got two more Mini Mounties, though. Jeez, oh, the Mini Mountie Club's going to be a feature in if it's... Yay. Well, it is a feature, but it's going to be a, an episode to itself. It's going to be a feature and a feature. But have you got the names to hand of the other two? Two other ones. Um, I've got my phone to hand, so... Let me just yeah. call this up. Uh, just talk to me, Ty. Let's have a chat. <laughs> so if if this is the people I'm thinking, or the person I'm thinking it is, ah, oh, awesome guy. Yeah, I don't we know too much. Recently. Well, we've got Robin... Maloney. Yeah, awesome, awesome man. We okay. met Robert at, um, or Rob, sorry, at a recent uh, Kevin Smith. Um, went to see Kevin Smith in London and it was brilliant, had a great time. And we went on a. Yeah, well, it was part of pre- the Hollywood Babylon with How- him yeah. and Ralph Garman, mm-hmm. who does the voices. Uh, he's on Family Guy every week as the like guest voices. So, like, whoever the. Oh, he's like there's a guest character each week, or the, when they do the cutaways, he is one of the voices on the show every week, at least, if not multiple yeah. voices. So, sorry, I was just going to say we had like a pre meal, so we went to TGI's, and um, there was all 
fans there and we met Rob. Lovely guy. Brilliant guy. I mean, he gave me a vegan uh, sushi um, little bun yeah, thing. Yeah, he did. Oh, oh sweet. Yeah, did you try the vegan garlic bread in TGI Fridays? Oh, you did. You yeah. had the garlic bread? Vegan garlic so bread. good, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. Ian had this... Uh, a collection sorry, of sides. Had that, had the edam, edame... Edamy beans, beans things, mm-hmm. yeah. Edamami. Edamami. Which I went I to edamami then. They were I weird. went to eat them, like, whole, I thought, because they were in the pod still. I just assumed you ate them like that. I was chewing, like, they're bloody chewy, though. I had to spit out half of it. They're good. You know, I was told then, it's like, no, no, you, you, you shell them and eat them. Oh, okay. Shell me. I got through about five of them. I'm going, Christ's sake, this is a lot of work for, for these beans. Like, they need to be pre-shelled. Yeah. Some lovely uh, kind of sweet chilli colours. Yeah, why don't they come pre-shelled? Why have you got to do half the work? Oh, it's such a bugger. It just wasn't worth it. Like, I, I did get through... Quite a few of them, but yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Like, um, I don't want to have to prepare my food when I go to a restaurant. I got a third side, which I can't remember. I got three sides together. I know a thing with some chips. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so fries. Sorry. So Rob's extra cool because he's a Tom Steve Day fan as well. Sweet. So it was just like brilliant. I so, think it's his girlfriend who's oh, a yeah. vegan. Oh, is it his partner? Well, he was talking about. He, he said about wife. No, he's married. Oh, he said his other half, Mel, by the way, which is the Mel. Not uh, Mel was so, in Mel. So just put Robin's other half, Mel. No, Robin, is, he's got a lot, he honestly is married. Well, it just says other half, Mel. The, the, in his message here, my other half, Mel. Yeah, but you make it sound like you've put my other half in brackets, Mel. No, Mel. <laughs> Not male. Mel. <laughs> he's married. Well, here's what he's written to us. Uh, I mentioned about the podcast, and um, he, he's talking about, like, we'll, we'll have to check it out. Is it best to watch episodes then less? And I, I said, so, well, you know, probably best to watch the episode first, but you best can just drunk, enjoy right. it. Yeah, because I wonder how much sense we actually make if you don't know what episode we're talking about. Yeah. He said, okay, cool. Well, don't put, us, put yourself out, as I have no idea how you cut the podcast, except said. But my other half male is in a band and they play a lot around the Portsmouth area. They're playing Wiccan, Victorious and Twisted Vi- Village Festival. Ooh, that's that sounds yet, check really it out. good fun, actually. Yeah, done that. They're called uh, Jackdaw Train. Did they only they? have four songs on Spotify, but she said only two are decent. New Day <laughs> and No Wiser. Did he say that? He- yeah, oh. I'm reading. I'm literally reading. Oh. She said that though. She said that. Oh, she not, said that. Not oh, him. I was going to say he said that. I he just, is quoting her <laughs> in saying that. So like, he'd be in trouble if he was saying, "Yeah, only two of us are good." Can I that. just actually correct something there? You know, when I said he was married, I actually yeah. think he's just recently divorced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he offered us those tracks to play. Okay. And he so. said, um, "Though she can get the original file sent over if that's better." Yeah. So he sent them over. Uh, Sounds like wonderful stuff. We haven't listened to them. We purposely actually haven't listened to them in advance, but we're going to feature some music on Juice South by Southeast this week. That's sweet. Because, like, I, I just basically wrote to him after meeting him, going, oh, it's really a pleasure meeting to you. I'd, I'd already mentioned about using, uh, you know, having him as a mini Mountie. I said, it's okay if I use him. Uh, you want to uh, use him? Well, I said, no, use you. I just don't want to say that. Well, I say that. <laughs> I give you that's the honour. Were... <gasps> I give you the honour of being a mini Mountie. I've just realised that's why I was like, no, he, it's just a partner. It's just a partner. It's <laughs> yes. not his wife. No, she's not his wife. No, I said other half. It's because you, you want to use him. Anyway, so I said, it's like, <laughs> is it still cool of age? Is it, or, uh, I give you the honour of being a mini Mountie. Mm, I and give it, you the honour. He couldn't yeah. help himself. I, I swipe you with my sword. Well, that's another thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did, uh, the, OG, the innuendo. Uh, the OT arena that night, that fateful night. Yeah. Oh, well, that was why I couldn't sleep in the same room. Yeah. 
You just said it was a double booking and I had to go in a different room. Uh, yeah, sure that. <laughs> anyway, for Christ's sake, you can't get the end of a sentence in this podcast. No. Nope. <laughs> change it to, can Squeak get a word in edgeways? Yeah. <laughs> with these two shrews, can Squeak get a word in edgeways? Did you say with these two shrews? Yeah, that's what I said. He called Ooh. us a shrew. No, two shrews. Two shrews. You're not a shrew. You're a no, shrew. They say that two shrews make up. Right. No, they don't. No, they definitely <laughs> don't say that. So um, he said, oh, you don't have to worry about uh, asking. I go, no. Mini Mountain Club is a consensual activity. We ask every time. <laughs> so uh, he said, uh, yeah, yeah, do you want to use these tracks? And he's going, oh, don't beat yourself up. Going, we would love to feature some music. We, yes. We've only... Have we featured music before at all in this one? Not really, but, you know, a big theme of Due South is the music that's involved in the programme. So and it's it, actually quite cool to... And speaking of which, music. one of our previous uh, Mini Mounties, you know, uh, I forget which number, but uh, Matt Lee's. Yes. One of our oh, earlier Mini Mounties, yeah. I believe. He has some music out at the moment. If you go to Spotify, uh, if you look up Matt Lee's music, I believe Matt Lee's may be one word in this case, but just search Matt Lee's music and you'll find it. Amazing stuff, yeah. Yeah, they've got a few tracks. They're releasing a, 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 they were releasing a track a week. They've taken a little break and they've got some more coming up to make up a an album. Uh, absolutely wonderful stuff. It's him and his own bandmates, and of course, he provides music for Due South by Southeast as well as kind of help with the jingles and stuff, along with uh, Johnny White Trash, as he used to be known, Wayne Garrison, who who does the vocals for our jingles. Anyway, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. the plug stuff. Uh, let, let's uh, let's t- look. We're going to listen to the first track, and then we're going to listen to the other one at the end of the episode. Cool. Okay. So we've never heard this before. We've saved it especially. So uh, here goes. This is. Uh, the new today, new today, the new, huh? Says the new today sessions, new today. Well, I'm just gonna, sorry, keep talking. You have one job. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing they've sent me. This is me. Yeah, it's not your fault. No. You two today. No, no let me just check someone else's work by checking the list. I think the name of the band is Jackdaw Train. Yeah. There's two two songs they've sent us. It's the new today session. The new today sessions mm-hmm. is the name of the album slash when they recorded them, I guess. And the first track is new today. Oh.
do with a new today? What you gonna do when it comes your way? What you gonna do with a choice you find? Leave it alone and get a hold of your life. What you gonna do with a new today? What you gonna do when it comes your way? What you gonna do with a choice you find? Leave it alone and get a hold of your train with new today fine fine track there by the band yeah very good i like that a lot that's the kind of band you hear and you kind of think i bet they sound great live it's but all those instruments they were amazing yeah yeah no they're really nice sound and thank you very much uh, for giving us that track to use yeah thank you awesome now we return to the uh, usual order of things and we get on some juice stuff and uh, nicholas just popped off to use loop well, we were listening to that song, and not because of the song, she was enjoying it very much, but, but she needed the loo. It happens. <laughs> and she's back! She walked in just in time to hear us talking about her using the loo. Hello! Not that, not that we like to embarrass each other by announcing no. when we use the toilet. No, God, who would do that? No. That would never happen. Uh, um, no, it was actually a really good job. Jong? Song? What is wrong with me tonight? What do you mean I think tonight? it's the rum. I know, quite frankly. Um, no. Never the rum. Yeah. Rum fixes things, it Don't doesn't break rum. things. <laughs> um, Never blame the rum. Yeah. <laughs> I said we were friends. Um, what was I said? No, it was a really good song, actually, but however much I was enjoying it, I didn't think I could sit here any longer without the wetting myself. The toilet was falling. So I thought, well, I can listen to that again later and enjoy it while I do. We <laughs> So I managed halfway through. I thought, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. I couldn't manage it anymore. So that's the uh, Nicola Urination <laughs> update. Uh, that's the musical that's track. That's the pre-episode orders of business taken care of. So now, Michelle, what episode are we watching this week? Only a mere 40 minutes into the episode. <laughs> so this week we watched Bird in the Hand. So, I mean, if I had to guess, I'd probably stab in the dark that IMDb might say by anonymous. Fraser is forced to protect the man who killed his father from a group of gun smugglers, causing Fraser's emotions and his oath to do his duty to conflict. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. It was just a sort of... Sh- sh- that sh- sentence sh- make full sense, though? It well, kind of, well, it but... did because we've watched it. Causing, no, yes. causing Fraser, Fraser's emotions and his oath to do his duty to conflict, not into conflict. Mm. Into conflict. Two conflicts. Mm. Yeah, it's written a bit weirdly, but yeah. I mean, in what I'm guessing, it would say on 
IMDb. I'm, of course, just getting the Yes, I mean, if, if it was to use those words. Yeah. Uh, directed by Due South creator Paul Haggis. Yes. Ooh. And written written by Paul Haggis. This Paul Haggis yes. thrown through, and boy, does it show. It's yes. good. It's an amazing Liked it episode. a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Oh. Definitely going to be a high scorer, but we haven't mm. got that yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're only going to earn oh, mm, over here. But uh, what's our first note, uh, Michelle? Our first note. Wow, funny enough, my first note was legs, chains, handcuffs, bathroom. I was pretty much just listing things that I saw. <laughs> so it starts off that they're in an airport and there is a criminal that's being walked through the airport. He's in chains, he's, yes. he's handcuffed and he's got the chain all the way down to his ankles and they're all chained up and then oh, he needs the toilet. Mm. I mean, that's going to happen at some point, isn't it? Of um, and one of the... Um, uh, cops actually goes in the bathroom and he checks like everything doesn't he making sure the bathroom is secure for this criminal to go into he even yeah. checks in like takes the top off the toilet mm-hmm. and he's looking in and so the criminal then goes in and the one place he didn't look is what's it called um well it's that the ball oh, thing in the, yeah, in the cistern isn't it ball cock. ball cock thing yeah and then he twists it how could you forget such a comical thing? <laughs> i know how can i forget that he twists it and there's some goodies inside for him <laughs> there's like a screw is, is that what is that <laughs> the uh, ball cock would that be on imb whatever it is for ball cock you <laughs> twist it and twist clip. it and get your goodies out you twist it and there's some goodies inside there's some goodies inside for you <laughs> yeah you're those to grandmas. <laughs> there, was, there was a screwdriver and all kinds of things in this. Oh, so it's a bit like um, Swiss Army uh, yeah, ball yeah, cock. Yeah, yeah, oh. Swiss Army ball cock. I am wondering, yeah. do all ball cocks have goodies in them? I don't know. I, I need to check my toilet. I don't know. Oh. It's, it's sounding like you're saying something rude, but I'm <laughs> sure you guys would. <laughs> I have yet never found a Swiss Army knife in any I've checked. No. Okay. And you've checked a lot. <laughs> hey. Uh it's about quality, not quantity. Quality. Quality. Yeah, so the the criminal uses these items to abscond from the from the police officers. Mm. So this happens to happen in Chicago, wow. where um our programme is set. In the Windy City. Well, I mean we do find out there's some yes. some links to it because there was a reason why Benny ended up in Chicago as opposed to anywhere else. Yes. Yes, and, and there was a another note as well. Um I think we were kind of chatting about what we would do if we were the police officers and we we were saying that you know we wouldn't trust a criminal to go to the toilet by themselves we would want to be in the bathroom with the criminal uh, at the end and of the day in in this jail cell you've got a toilet in the corner yes so you're in full view why would you leave someone that you're transporting to go to the bathroom on their own i wouldn't personally no. and was it uh, detective squee that said he would also hold his hold penis, his penis? No, I said I thought you would. Oh, you, he thought I would. Yeah. Well, I thought he was saying he would. Ah. Yeah. And did you draw straws on that? <laughs> yeah, we, we were like, we were just really arguing over who gets to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who gets to hold the penis? Yes, who holds the penis? Anyway, oh, no, none of us, none of us. Will, no, we we'll let the criminal hold their own, okay. but uh, we'll be there to watch. Hey. I think is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what we were going for. Yeah. I, I like the fact that... Uh, this is where series two starts to, or season two, as they say in the Americas and Canada, it starts to go in a bit more of a different direction. Because in the first series, you got a lot of, uh, it was always a Ray and Benny scene in mm-hmm. the beginning, because you had to establish what yes. the relationship was. You, they were teaching you what a Jew South was. I, I've yeah. kind of mentioned this before. In this series, it's more, this is the setup of what's going to happen in the show this week. This is the setup for the drama this week. 
And sometimes they do tie the two together, so you get Ray and Benny scene, which leads into the action. So they'll go to Chinatown, and yes. that happens to be where the action is. I think the second series they wanted to go, it's like, maybe it's a little bit too on the nose to have every time that they're somewhere. That's where the action starts. You know, Maybe the action should start independently, and then they, they take up the case. In this one, it is linked to Fraser, but he's not there when the action starts. Mm. And I kind of like that. It's it's like it's kind of like it's yeah. matured a little bit. They've gone again. It's a bit obvious that they're always there. Like they wouldn't be always there at the beginning of a case. Sometimes they're going to get given a case, and yeah, absolutely. So um, mix it up a bit. There is a little part of me that does miss the Ray and Benny scenes at the beginning because they were always so good. They I think the really thing good. is the way they played and the way that they were written, the way the actors played them, they were always so good. But there is part of me that misses that at the beginning. But at least you always get that still. You always just get a, a scene in. Yeah. So it's still there. It's just... And like you yeah. said, like now they've established that when, you know, and we see kind of later on in this episode, these established relationships that these two have now. Yeah, and, and I don't know if we would we would have this if we hadn't seen those bits in the first series with them kind of building up their relationship and oh there's there's oh there's just so many good bits in this yeah oh no we're going to get to them all so i'll shush are we going to go for our first clip yes we are so the beginning the uh guy who killed fraser's dad who you know anyone who's following will recognize him from the pilot episode of due south has escaped and we see that much and now we lead into this Actually, did we see his face in the first clip? No, well, no, because we saw no, him no, escaping no. and we just saw his... Yeah, we just saw oh, lots of his shoulders ah, down. So, sorry, my, my bad. This is where we find out him, so I don't want to give that away. Yeah, and also it's called... Oh. So what's the name of this clip? Do you know what? The first one I've got written down here is Turnbull Takes the Stage. Yeah, that's, that's it. This, is that the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Turn... what happens in this... So this is the first clip we ever see Turnbull in G South. Yes. For anyone who's an experienced New South watcher and who wasn't watching it for the first time with us, which I like to think there's some, but for those who've watched New South before, you'll know how good Turnbull is and why this is a momentous episode of New South, just for that alone. If it wasn't already top-notch episode, oh man, enjoy. Special Agent McFadden, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, and this is... Special Agent Borland, FBI. Well, I'm afraid that Inspector Thatcher is out of town. I'm Constable Fraser, Deputy Liaison Officer. <coughs> And this is Constable Turnbull, our temporary assistant interim associate deputy liaison officer. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't notice you. Yeah. And this is a Diefenbaker. Uh, your office. Yes, please. Would you like me to hold your calls? Yes, I'd appreciate that. And what reason should I give? I'm sorry? The Americans. Should I say you're in a meeting? Yes, that would be good. So it's not a secret meeting? I'm sorry? High-level, interagency, off the record. Not that I'm aware of, no. Ah, good. Of course, if it was, you shouldn't even tell me. So perhaps it is secret and you just can't say. If that's the case, I understand. It's not the case. Ah, I understand. Canadian Consulate, Liaison Office. I'm sorry, but I can't tell you that. He may have ordered lunch from your establishment, or he may not have. Who's in there? Where? So uh, that's then when you go into uh, into 
Dottie Baker suddenly getting up. Uh, no, that's where you get get into now. They uh, go into the meeting with the Americans, as Turnbull puts it, and they talk uh, about uh, the killer of Fraser's dad, his ex-partner. Yes, it was his dad's best friend who ended up killing him. And here he is, all of a sudden, in Chicago, in Benny's new town. Uh, and he's free. He's he's escaped. He's out and about. Out in the boot. Sorry. Out in the boot. Out in the boot. <laughs> Couldn't resist. <gasps> now, so Matt, can we hold that thought for a few episodes down? Okay. Out in the boot. About this house. Okay. You're going to, you yeah. know what oh, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, yeah. Give too many in-jokes for the <laughs> listener to not understand. Well, I said hold it for a couple of weeks and we'll let you know. I'm holding it. Thank you. You look like you are. Yeah, uh, but oh, Turnbull, they, that says, again, it's one of these scenes where the intro tells you everything you need to know about the character. Turnbull is what Benny would be if he wasn't Benny, if he wasn't yeah. as good as Benny. If he just tried to be Benny and just didn't have the talent, <laughs> that's who Turnbull Absolutely. is. Absolutely. I mean, what a brilliant character. He just thinks he's so clever and he's just it's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much. But he's trying. I can't confirm or deny he ordered lunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. What an awesome character. I love it already. Yeah, love him. Yeah, so moving on from this, so we've already identified who it is and and we find out that this um, Gerard, uh, he's here to testify against this guy uh, called Lloyd. I can't remember what his surname was. It was Lloyd P something, which um comes up in a minute. So... So he's an American uh, gun runner. Yeah, he's an American gun Chicago. runner. Chicago. Yeah, so they force him in to testify against this guy. And so then he's going to get an easier time in prison from it. Um, so Benny, he wants to keep him at the... He wants to um, go and see this lawyer. And he goes to see Ray. And there was a little bit, which I didn't actually make any notes about at the beginning, with this woman that he was talking to. Who was the woman he was talking to? Oh, the woman Ray was talking to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, there was something about... Sister DA. He had to do something, wasn't it? And then he just... uh, And then, yeah, he had a job to do. I can't remember what it was. He had to put something together. He was a witness in a a trial, so he had to be well-versed in the case. He had to be ready to give the evidence that they needed him to. And so she hands him over this huge case file, which he has to kind of quote from from his records or whatever else from the crime is going yeah yeah sure i'll read all through it and uh she goes right you can't screw this up you've got to spend your time you've got to really excuse my excuse that noise you've got to really know what you're doing go and she, he goes of course of course of course then benny comes up and goes are you free right now yeah sure no interest in that case at all um yeah so they're looking up this some um, guy lloyd that um gerard's going to um, testify against oh, and I can't remember what the surname was but it was like Lloyd P something it was quite a weird name and I can't did they ever actually say what the P stood for I don't believe I don't so. think they did was no it, was his last name Nuss Penis. no, no. <laughs> that that would have been funny I love um, how you had to say that to work out which was <laughs> I did penis. I, oh I get it <laughs> no I've said it out loud um but there was another really funny bit so after um so they've got all the details they need on this Lloyd and they go down to see him and there was this bit where uh, Benny and Ray are talking and Ray has got a tape recorder. <laughs> and, oh. and Ray was, like, he was trying, he was failing, but he was trying to, mm. like, record what, the by conversation. The, by the way, I think this is another great example of 90s technology. Oh, yeah. 
I love it when they bring in any sort of technology which at the time was state of the art. So those little tape recorders, little dictaphones were... Yes. Oh, man. We would have been... I remember the first podcast I recorded, Better Half, uh, which we've revived mm-hmm. for this podcast yeah. uh, in the past, and for Squeefest, a 24-hour podcast. Uh, the first episode of that was recorded on a little dictaphone. And it, it again, you know, given the time, it sounded okay. You know, but then now you can get an H1 Handy mic, which I highly recommend for any podcasters starting out. You just set that up between you and a couple of friends and you can hear everyone really well. You know, it will record the whole room. You may have to do a bit of kind of uh, editing to get rid of background noise, but it's it, I mean, it's pretty damn crisp and clear. Uh, it's, it's, I, I love that, though. You know, and he's, he's trying to figure out how to use this, again, yes. state-of-the-art bit of equipment, which you wouldn't record in a million years now because you can just get, you can get that sound quality on your phone now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. But I just love that when Betty asked Ray, just like, why are you recording us us talking? And he was like, because if I ever need to go up in front of a judge, no one's ever going to believe the stuff that you say. <laughs> oh, it's just so funny. Oh. And it's probably true as well. Uh, yeah. This is another thing I like about this episode as well. It's one of those uh, ones where all the way through, it's Ray and Betty. Like, yes. They yeah. are not apart from, I don't think, any scenes. No, this is actually quite big on their relationship. Which I love, you know, I mean, you've got to have episodes where they've got their own storylines, their own plots, their own reasons for going off and doing one thing or another. When you get one episode where they're just together from start to finish of the episode, mm. you got some magic right there. It's funny you say that, actually, because during while I was watching this, I thought some of the best episodes I've watched have actually not been very much going on. As in, there's good stuff going on, it's more quality than quantity. So there's not been loads of going on, there's not actually been loads of people in the whole episode but what they've got is great storyline and great quality in there and i think they're some of the best ones of this great ray Ray and betty yeah but i think this is this episode is is really good testament to um to ray actually because once he realizes this is about the man that killed benny's dad he is there from him for him at the beginning and throughout yeah right up until the end yeah well i mean uh, i don't know if we're there yet but but we're gonna play a clip next clip is very much about that really oh yeah absolutely i mean we're we're almost there actually so ray and benny they go off to see this guy lloyd who who gerard is going to testify against you know they want to go and talk to him and yeah so they go and meet him where he works actually don't they um so he's he's buying guns and selling them on that's what he does but i mean the whole problem is with him i think gerard was going to testify that he's illegally kind of selling them out the country i think it was um i wrote down lloyd has a package for ray well, I think there was a bit oh. of ban- there was a bit there was a bit of banter going on, wasn't there? Where I think <laughs> they meet up with this Lloyd, <laughs> and, uh, and he has a package. Uh, yeah, I think there was a point where Lloyd was like, "Oh, yeah, I can see your package," and I think that just struck me as funny. <laughs> so I, I, I love it. It's that thing where by uh, Ray, I mean it's it's a constant theme with you, Seth. Ray always thinks he knows what he's doing and always thinks he knows what's best and tells Benny what he should do, how he should act, and. Benny, I think, legitimately goes along with it, but he's always, like, working five steps ahead. He's just, like, he's always thinking of every possibility. He's always listening and seeing everything that most of us might miss. So when uh, Ray goes, you know, oh, we're going to go in good good cop, bad cop, guess which you are, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And then uh, Benny goes and he sees something that, that Ray doesn't. He sees that the guy's very openly dealing in guns, 
And Ray still can't see it because he's going to say, yeah, but like it's not legal to, to deal in guns. It's just to, to sell them in certain ways or whatever, sell legal guns. And Benny's already got that. He, he's trying to tell them something he's not saying. Yeah. And then the second he says that, they get a phone call. It, it's just genius. Again, it, it just shows who the characters are once again. Yeah, so Laurie kind of says, you know, oh, in this hotel, in this room, I've got a package for you. So clearly that's where um, Gerard is is hiding out. So they, they go to this hotel room, and I think that's where our clip is. Um, yeah, they're about to go in, because they know something's up by the fact that they've been given a tip-off by a gun runner. Yes. So they know that, you know, they shouldn't take that fully at face value necessarily. They're about to go in, and Ray and Benny have this little interchange, which, again, I think it's a wonderful... This tells you everything you need to know about their their friendship and who they are within that friendship. In a little clip we like to call, yeah, maybe my ankle like uh, goes. Benny, take this. No, I can't. Run. Look, Till get you seven at Gerard's not even in there. But if we find him and he should put up a fight or try to escape, then we'll pursue him. Yeah, but maybe I can't keep up. Maybe my ankle's gonna give way. Are you, are you saying you need to see a doctor? <sighs> this man killed your father. If he should shoot at you or come toward you in a threatening manner, then I'll disarm him. Okay. Say you needed to defend yourself, to discharge a weapon, and accidentally killed Gerard. I'm just saying that I would let people know that it was self-defense. You don't have to worry that I would let him know it was anything but self-defense. I understand, Ray. And I appreciate that. But I simply want to see Gerard return to prison. That's all. Okay. Let's go say hello. Right there, doesn't that tell you everything about their friendship? Oh, yeah. So they would do anything for each other. Even cover up a murder. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, actually, I say, you know, Ray would cover up a murder for Benny mm. Benny would never commit that murder yeah that's who they are within their friendship yeah. and that's why uh, Ray's often elevated to not do something he 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 tells Benny in the way that he would for any of his friends if you need to do what you need to do here I'll cover up for you everyone would understand but in the presence of Benny he would never do that because he knows Benny wouldn't want him to yeah. a couple of times they do Differ on that, like when he goes to shoot Victoria and accidentally yes, shoots yeah. Benny. But at the end of the day, there's there's a kind of like they make each other better. They they absolutely. And it's just, yeah. yeah, it's 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 such a wonderful scene for how much more it says than what it actually says. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely brilliant. I do like the way they're going. Oh, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he, like he doesn't quite get what he's saying. Well, and it's played that he li- literally doesn't understand to begin with he just he, he suddenly goes oh you know there's even a moment where he looks like he goes oh <laughs> now this is i've just seen actually as we're watching this is a good bit coming up yeah there is i know i'm lining up a clip that's yeah. why mm. you're going to talk about yeah so to talk about it again don't skip ahead i can have double double uh, bubble with that double bubble with that. double bubble um yeah, what so- was that accent it sounded <laughs> I super no racist <laughs> What double bubble? Double bubble? That, that, that no, I think that was. Say that. I think I was doing like a witchy accent. Like, oh yeah, I thought I said that then. I think you're trying to do a witch's accent, but went a bit. Um, mm. like, I'm sure. It oh, what's the um, like the Shakespeare thing? 
Something, something toward oh, him. Um, I was doing that. Oh, oh, God. When I say super racist, I only meant like mildly old school racist Indian it? accent is what it sounded like. You weren't I, actually. I apologise if that's that. how it sounded. It was supposed to be yeah. the witches from yeah, the. Yeah, but, I do not think they spoke like a poo from the Simpsons. Should I say the play that should not be named? Yeah, yeah, that one. The play should, should not be named. It's the not Harry Potter. Play. That must Sorry. not be named. <laughs> so, oh gosh, we did that at school actually. What's that? Um, that was um, Mac- Toil and Trouble. If, I, if I can play. say it, if I no, can. You can't. We're well, out there now, isn't it? We are actors. Oh, I'm actually I'm not, so I can say it. You can say it. I can't. I, t- I take it back. Yeah. With my accent. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. I'd like to apologise for any uh, listeners who might have that are... from the Indian continent. Yeah. Any three I apologise for any witches that are listening, yeah. yeah. I know from the Indian community. You've offended. So, there's a Due South episode we're talking about. So, they um, burst into the hotel room, and he's already made it out the window, hasn't he? He's out the window, and they go chasing after him. And, oh, there were some hairy moments, because... Hairy? There were some Ooh. very hairy moments. I mean, how close did Benny get to being shot in the head? So he ducks down and this shot goes right yeah. past him into the car mm-hmm. and he's protecting this blinking man that killed his dad oh, as well. And, and again, they're going to play in that thing whereby uh, Benny's dad got killed by this guy. Yes. By trying to do the right thing and by doing the right thing to the nth degree. Like he will protect a criminal to bring mm. him to justice with his own life. He would rather lose his own life than uh, let the criminal come to harm in his yeah. charge. Yep. And actually, I've and got, Benny's yeah. going down the same path. Yeah. And they play on that beautifully. I love the idea that you know, how far will Benny go, knowing that's what happened to his dad, knowing that it's his dad that got killed by him for a start, and then knowing that mm-hmm. his dad died this way because he was trying to protect him, and he's doing the same thing, and he still does it because mm-hmm. it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It's so powerful. That's all Benny. That's all Benny. It, it's, Benny it is you. a really powerful message. Who you are know, you accepting so. your Oscar on behalf of? Of Paul Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Gross is getting the Oscar here. Not me. Jeez. I just thought it was beautiful. Sorry, it? yes, that was very well put. <laughs> yeah, but um, Benny managed to safely get this guy back to the um, um, Canadian consulate and he, he takes him into Thatcher's office and he, he ties him up, doesn't he? Does he handcuff him or tie him up or both? He up. Anyway, he, uh, he can't move. Because <laughs> I remember... Um, Benny gets a bit rough in this scene. We quite Benny like this. Gets he, like, like this. he kind of like kicks him in the chest. Are we going into clip now? Are we going into clip now? Yes. Let's so go read this clip. We need to call Ben gets hard because he calls him Ben. This scene is weird because yeah. Ben gets hard. The moment you turn me over, I'm dead. You already guessed that much. You just don't know what it means. I don't give a damn. See, I forgot for a moment who I was dealing with. Yeah, Bob Fraser's son. I can't tell you the number of times he almost died trying to bring some lowlife to justice. He'd give him his food. He'd carry them on his back. Men who had done unspeakable things, many detested, men who had tried to kill him. But he never brought one back dead. Because the moment they were his responsibility, he'd sacrifice himself before letting them die. That's what finally got him killed, you know. He was trying to bring me in and he walked into a trap. You're cut from the same bolt. I don't have to tell you anything more than you already know. And you'll go out there and lay down your life trying to protect me. 
Shoot him, son. Shoot him between his rat-like little eyes. But don't walk away from me. This is your father talking. The bastard is sitting in there bragging about how he had me killed. And all I'm asking is that you do one small thing for me. Shoot him in the stomach and let him bleed to death. Think of it as a son's gift to his father. You did forget my birthday. You were dead. Well, still, one can have feelings. Not even a card. I am not going to shoot him. Oh, now you're being silly here. He was mine. They won't be able to trace it. Dad, we've been through this. That is an imaginary gun. It fires imaginary bullets. Well, it wouldn't hurt to try, son. Go on, pump a few into his torso. And if it doesn't kill him, maybe he'll have a heart attack. All right, you want me to try? Betty shooting into the lamps right now. Satisfied? I like. Point taken. Grab the lamp, he'll crack his skull, make it look like a freak lighting accident. A freak lighting accident? Oh, sure, sure. It happens all the time. Lightning strikes the wire, sends a jolt through the line. Lamp hops up, hits him in the skull, splits it in two, and you never had a chance to prevent it. Happens so fast. Dad, I know what he did. And believe me, it takes every bit of restraint I have not to walk back in that room and separate his head from his shoulders. Oh, you should always go on an impulse, son. But I cannot do that, and neither could you. Well, if I could pick up a lamp, I would sure as hell try. No, you wouldn't. I would. Dad, you are only saying that because you're dead and you know you can't. Well, exactly, which is why I'm asking you to do it. If you really love me, son, you'd strangle him for me. No. If I really loved you, I would have... Forget it. Okay, so uh, another one of these lovely uh, scenes between... Well, I mean, you've got this really serious scene up front of Benny with... Uh, uh, Sorry, what's the, the Gerard? Gerard, and he wants to he wants to kill him, but he's kind of like he's doing the right thing, exactly as the guy says. He will protect him to the ends of the earth, even though he thinks he's scum. And then you get this like playful scene with Gordon Pinsent, who, by the way, Jesus, if whatever Canadian equivalent of the Oscars is, if he <laughs> doesn't have one, just for his work on Due South, this episode being a prime example. I don't know what they are giving it to. It's wonderful. It's just a comedic performance, and which then goes into serious flits between the two. You're talking about ways in which he can kill him. I mean, this episode is worth watching just for that. Yeah. Just for their conversation. Yeah. It is just brilliant. This whole scene brilliant. is just amazing for me. And yeah, I mean, the, the bit with Benny and Gerard and just how much he must want to just take his revenge and kill this man and he's usually so restrained but he can't restrain all of his feelings towards this man I mean that point where his foot is on his chest and he pushes him in the chair that's part oh, of that yeah that anger like coming out and how much he wishes that he could just harm him in that moment but then he brings back that restraint and he yeah. he doesn't kind of follow through and do anything else but that's the thing we're not describing these manly boots yeah, they, really cool. And that's so yeah. unbenny like to do something like that well, to somebody. The thing is, this is the sort of show that kind of takes you back to a flash of the ankles, like, ooh, <laughs> yes. isn't it? This is the type of show that is like that. So that is like, whoa, that is risque. Yeah. But also, I mean, with Benny's dad as well, I mean, there is Gerard sitting there explaining the type of man that his dad was, where he would put himself in danger to keep somebody else alive, to bring them to justice. And then in the next breath, his dad's, shoot him, kill him, hang him, kick him. You know, yeah. it's like now he's dead. And As just... Benny says, like, uh, you're only saying that because you know you can't do it. Yeah. And it also kind of, for me, it's a very serious kind of point, but I think maybe there's a point to that whereby if a guy does right all his life when he's dead, if he has a life beyond death, and it kind of they, they often play on that, like is Benny's dad there or not? I think we're yeah. we're led to believe he is, 
as you know this episode this episode so needs, suggestions yes uh, but it's like if someone lives beyond their death if they they are existing in some form maybe it does like you know the fact that they know that's how it ended yeah maybe it does twist them a bit maybe you know yeah maybe there is a point where they question that and then the person who's still living has to question knowing that and hearing that from the person who died does that change how I act? Mm. I think that's that's a really interesting thing. Very deep, it, isn't it? It's it, it really <laughs> very is, deep. Yeah. But again, it does that wonderful thing. It goes really deep, then it goes comical, and it just it doesn't feel out of place. The only fools and horses, as I would call it. Yeah. It's, it's the they did that in that show. They go mega serious, and then they go for a laugh right afterwards. But it doesn't seem like they sell out the seriousness. No. Both are there. Both about it. There's actually a bit at the end of that clip which I really like. So he's there saying shooting, blah, 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 and he could be struck like lightning. But then there's a bit where we, just after we stopped it, and Ray comes in and he goes, Yeah, he'll do it. And he's pointing the gun yeah, at Ray. Yeah. He's oh, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. Take my gun. There's a bit where Benny walks off and then he's going, yeah. He's like, You want this? You want this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and something we haven't mentioned, by the way. There are so many wonderful deep and baker yes, moments. Because like, we're going to have to later on pick our favourite of the week. It's going to be a toughie. Because right at the beginning, where Turnbull goes, <clears throat> and Benny has to introduce him, and then uh, Deep gives him a look, and he goes, This is deep and baker. I think we hear a noise from Deep. Oh, as we well, do, don't, don't we? we? Yeah, yeah. Even a little. So, <laughs> classic moment right at the beginning. You've got the bit where. Uh, Benny's got to go off, and he goes, right, Deef, if he tries to escape, you know, um, bite him. I think it's like bite him in the throat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite vicious and says, doesn't there's it? just yeah. a look which uh, which Deef gives there, which is worthy of the Deef and Baker moment of the week. Yeah. There are so many. There's a bit later on, which we'll get to, where he um, hides in this little box, and bullets fly right past Deef's head. You see a little bullet hole going past mm, him. Yeah. Deef gets a lot of wonderful oh, moments. Right, yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I'm glad actually you brought up the Deef moment because I made a note of that with this one here. It's like the moment he's told to, you know, it's like watch him if he moves, bite him in the throat. He just instantly looks around, doesn't he? He's like, yeah, yeah, I would. Um, yeah, but then it's back to a point I made last week because then the guy goes to pick up the phone and he's making this call and uh, and Deef just sits there. And last last time on G South by Southeast, I said, like, you see, this is dogs. If you go, right, watch that door. They'll watch it. Someone goes in, you didn't say to do anything about that. You've got to be very specific with yes, dog you do. <laughs> If If you say, right, make sure he doesn't escape, make sure he doesn't escape, but he's using the phone, you didn't say anything about that. Yeah, and that's something that Gerard does, actually. He picks up the phone and he calls somebody in the office. It's like with cats. If you go, um, cat, make sure uh, this guy doesn't escape, the cat will ignore you. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Yes, yeah. it will, pretty much. <laughs> um... Yeah, so then Gerard he calls someone. We don't know who. They don't don't let you know who he's called, but he calls somebody. So you know something's kind of Pretty in sure play. It's Ghostbusters. Oh, I, I doubt it was. Well. <laughs> I very much doubt it was Ghostbusters. Yeah, somebody is called. Something is in motion. Um, well, there's something. Strange. Yeah, so Benny. <laughs> then there's so like a meeting from the second big bang. bang. Sorry, am I interrupting in your neighbourhood? Am I interrupting? Sorry. Bang! Who should Michelle call? <laughs> by the way, Big Bang Theory theme tune sung by the Bare Ladies. Canadian. <laughs> Sorry. Michelle, yeah, are you just going to mess about? Are you going to get on with this? I'm yeah. trying. I'm surrounded Very trying. by these amateurs Very trying. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so the cops. They're back in the cop station, I believe, and they want to go out for donuts and coffee with, <gasps> with Ray and Benny. And... 
Benny just will not give this man up to the cops. Mm. He wants to keep him. He wants to keep him safe overnight because he knows that there's a court date in the morning and he's willing to get him there safely, but he's not willing to hand this man over. Those donuts look good. They were big donuts, weren't they? Mm. I, they did to me. They just looked too um, artificial and sugary. And... We didn't offer you a donut. I've lost my taste. <laughs> yeah, I've lost my taste for donuts. It's a veganism which I caught off Michelle. Uh, apologies. Are they not apologies. donuts? Uh, are they not donuts? I love donuts. <laughs> they vegan. A lot of them. Um, a lot of them. Are. You can get vegan donuts. But even then, it's like the over-sugariness just kind of puts me off. I know that's the vegan ice. thing, but... See, I prefer ice donuts, you know, the ones with the icing on it, if I'm going to have... I used to love them, but now mm. when I have had them, it's just like they're very fatty. Oh, I can't sugary. remember the last time I had a donut now, so yeah. Mm. Yeah, it just don't appeal as much. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to step out of the room for a wee break. A small break or a break for a wee? Bit of both, maybe. So I might hand the notes over oh, to, uh, oh, to Nicola. Uh, you've, you've been promoted. Are you sure, are you sure she can be trusted? I've, I've promoted the notes before. I'll let you know Michelle, where we Michelle, are. So, Michelle, so, I'm not saying you're confident, but I feel like you've just handed oh, over to Toby. <laughs> yeah, so um, we just um, spoken about them meeting up and Betty won't hand over. We to made a cops. little comment about Rayon. Remember Rayon, his mobile phone? We were laughing at the, uh, the, the 90s mobile phone there. Oh, okay. Yep. I can be trusted. <gasps> I've been promoted. Probably beyond your skill set, but that's not the point. We'll discuss that later as well. Go <laughs> on, go on. What's the next note then? A mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty cool, chunky mobile phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's the 80s for you. 90s, 2000s. 90s. 90s. I knew I had to be in a... See, oh, Dossie Baker's doing her job. She's... Uh, making sure that everybody comes back safely so we got the mobile phone and then going after the mobile phone we've got benny uh yeah so ray receives a phone call on this mobile phone uh and she flips down the end pulls out the antenna uh, yeah does a little jig just in case yeah gets yeah to work winds it up yeah yeah points it at the sun that sort of thing anyway he has the phone call then he has to hand it over to benny to take the call and we get very much a, hmm? Oh, mm. this is a glorious one. Mm. Right. Understand or whatever whatever the call was, which was pretty went that went on that line. And then he puts the phone down and goes, I'm under arrest. <laughs> yeah. And first of all, they should have asked uh, for the phone to be handed back to, uh, to Ray to arrest him. But they know Benny, obviously, so well. That they're going, it's like, it's all right. I, we, we know by the end of this phone call, he'll just turn himself over if we just say he's under arrest. Mm. And of course, not only does he, but he goes to, to Ray, yeah, you you got to put the handcuffs on me now. Yeah. 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 And then there's that funding moment where we think, really, Ray can't actually work his handcuffs. Yeah. And you're like thinking, he needs some more practice with those handcuffs. He really does, because he... Uh, yeah. Him, him and sorry, I was a mean, little visually put off them by him, uh, watching. Him and Benny need to have more. Well, yeah, either he just needs to, he's fumbling around with those handcuffs. You know, get it right, get it straight. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna own handcuffs, know how to use them. Yeah. Quite frankly, that's the rules. I I, I just think it's hilarious that uh, Benny's not only trying to help him put his cuffs on on him, but also there's this moment where. Uh, they're so stuck on in uh, Ray's belt where he goes like, 
Yeah, and they just get him in the cop car. <laughs> Let's see what I'm saying. Yeah, but Benny will follow the letter of the law to the point where he will arrest himself, as opposed to uh, break the law. Yeah, this is again, again. You've got to imagine he is so pushed to breaking point that this mm. is the guy who killed his dad, and he will arrest himself before he'll do anything to yeah. that guy because he's in custody. But could you imagine raised with a lady, go back to his place and. What's it going to look like if he takes that long to sort those handcuffs out? Nicola, I don't know what you're suggesting, but you can show me later. <laughs> oh, Michelle's back. Oh, tiny oh, Michelle. Michelle. What have I bought into? We're talking about eating in handcuffs. Yes, yeah, so I was just saying <laughs> that, you know, the bit where Ray struggled to sort those handcuffs out, and I was just saying, yeah. can you have some handcuffs? Learn how to use them properly. <laughs> you them. Imagine you're back with a lady. And well, you can't sort those handcuffs out. Maybe yeah, Ray only knows how to work the fluffy handcuffs. Might be. Might <laughs> be. Michelle's yeah. going, I'd never had that problem. I mean, get, Gary, wish I'd let him out well, before I, I left the house. But. That's why he never comes. Ah, that's why well, he You know, you've got to get him ready before you come out, haven't you? Well, yeah, apparently so. <laughs> but for later. For later, yeah, for when I get home. Well, the kids are running around feral, but apart from that. <laughs> They're not fair with the cats looking after them. They're oh, fine. that's fine then, yeah. Well, you've yeah. come in at a really good time, actually, oh, because okay. our next note is that amazing conversation between Welsh and Turnbull oh. on the phone. So, so that this was a little awesome clip. conversation. This little clip we like to call Welsh Turnbull Bathroom. I'm sorry, but I'm not at liberty to divulge that information. How could you be so stupid? All I want to know is if Gerard is in Fraser's office and We asked for his help. We didn't ask him to kidnap the guy. Oh, is that how the FBI finds all their criminals by relying on helpful Canadians? Oh, it seems to have worked so far. You know, I've heard about you. He won't tell us if he's there. For all we know, he might be dead. I mean, he certainly has a motive. If he's there, tell him to put him on the phone. Well, I'm afraid he won't do that. Fraser says put him on the phone. In order to do that, sir, I would have to confirm that there was someone here. I have to use the bathroom, you moron! If he's not there, who's that yelling to use the bathroom? That's it. I want that you arrested for aiding and abetting. He said he never even saw the prison. Which is true. He's complicitous. He knows where he is. Well, so do you. I want him arrested. Just go over there and get Gerard and bring him back. Well, you can't do that, actually. He's on Canadian soil. He's under my protection. That's it. Lock him up. You can't do that. He has diplomatic immunity. Well, strictly speaking, that's Shut not... up, Frazier. Will do. If it's of any help, sir, I can confirm that we do have a bathroom. Oh, you get the feeling from that as well that uh, Walsh has just got used to dealing with Benny. Yes. And now he's got a new, uh, what he would see as a... Pain in the ass. Pain in the ass Canadian, <laughs> yeah, basically. He's got another mountie on his head. So as if Benny isn't enough, he's now got a dumber version to deal yeah. with. Oh, my goodness. And, and I was just thinking at that point, it's like, I haven't seen Walsh yet. Oh, I hope there's a Walsh scene this week. I, I'd miss it if there isn't. And then he pops it up. It was a nice one. And you pair him up with Turnbull and it's comedy gold. You've got the most... Straight up cop who just uh, just doesn't want the hassle. Just, yeah. just everyone get on and do their bloody job, and he gets faced with the incompetence that is Turnbull. And I just love it. He's sitting there in his suit and his tie is just undone. He couldn't look more fed up if he tried. He's just like, really? Why am I having to deal with all this rubbish? Yeah, it's the uh, one of the iconic, um, oh, iconic wash scenes. Yeah, it's a really nice one. And I think well. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, right at the end of this scene, um, yeah. Is is that your next note? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I was looking, thinking, oh, uh, oh yeah. Um, this is going. Oh, that's really helpful. That that really sets the scene for us. Hey. Well, it does if someone doesn't waffle on for ages afterwards. <laughs> 
Yeah, Michelle. <gasps> I'm not a waffler. But I will get to the point. And the point I was going to make was, so Benny gets arrested um, because he's not um, complying. Straight away, Ray arrests him and then bails him out. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah, yes. They, um, yeah, place the bail for him after arresting. And Benny, after just saying, you know, oh, you've got, Ray said, you've got diplomatic immunity. He goes, actually, I don't think I do. That's not really helpful. And uh, sorry, Ray does this other thing where it's um, where he just shoots himself right in the foot again. Yeah, absolutely. Every Benny. time that's when Benny. he can get away with something, is it that same foot and same leg? <laughs> it could be the same yeah. leg. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he can kind of break, though, he just get works against his own end. It's like, uh, oh, I bailed you out. Uh, you know, I arrested you and I bailed you out. It's embarrassing. Actually, I'm not sure it's legal. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Benny wants to take Gerard somewhere safe overnight. So they decide to go on this like it's almost like a little camping trip, isn't it? Yeah, it's very sweet. They're in a building. I don't know where this building is. Do you know where the building is? No, it's just a yeah, yeah but we can't, a, we can't know because it's building. secret. It's secret. So yeah, it's like a secret place. Anyway, he's taking Gerard there. Him and Ray are going to yeah, they're going to kind of watch over him overnight to make sure he's safe. Nobody takes him or kills him, and they're going to get him to the courthouse in the morning, safe and sound. That's the plan. Um, I think. Ray turns up a little bit late for this. Is this the one where he turns up late and says he had to help somebody with a flat tyre? Yes, yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Oh, no, he's I just don't... Them. Actually, I don't think that was this bit. No, it is. Is he, it? He's just behind them and he goes, oh, I had to help someone. Yeah, that. yeah, it is. Yeah, so he's, he's helping, you know, it's not like Ray to be helpful. Um, so I think Benny was a bit surprised, wasn't he, when Ray said he helped someone with a flat tyre. He was like, oh, really? Okay. Um, so they've got their beds sorted out for the night I mean Ray I mean what is Ray, Ray comes brought? With a he's... million pillows yeah <laughs> like he's, going, he's, he's wired for comfort he doesn't do camping does he no. Ray <laughs> which kind of leads us to a classic uh, uh, classic deaf moment yeah so uh, Ray goes off going it's like uh, oh, you know what I'm not going to even be able to sleep here he's like he's got his coat still as well as well yeah like he tries to... for like two seconds to lay down he's like no I can't sleep here and he's probably got the most comfort out what, of anyone I'll take the first watch and you know Benny's not going to sleep anyway. Yeah. But anyway, he goes off to do the the the, uh, the first watch. The second he gets up behind his back, Stephen Baker comes in and goes straight into the bed. <laughs> Which you just know any dog would do. <laughs> they I just guess. would. Yeah, it's typical Deef as well. It's it's beautiful. Just I think the... our very own Deef and Dotty. Deef and Dotty? Dotty Baker. Dotty Baker, yes. I just Dottie. changed her name there. Deef and Dotty. Quite that like reminds that. me of something though, Deef and Dotty. What does that remind me of? I don't know. So Deef and Baker, because it's it be. like no, well. no, no. Something else. Something else. Deef I don't and Dotty. Yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, Dotty Baker know, would definitely but, do uh, that. Please uh, let us know if you think of it. I will. I promise. Um, yeah, and then there's this. It just leads into this amazing scene. Then. Um, I mean, Benny can't sleep. He's never going to sleep. Is he? He goes off and he has another chat with his dad. His yeah. dad's there again and just... Oh, yeah, because it starts off, his dad is standing by Gerard and he's got a noose in his hand. What? You've just given it away. We're just about to play a clip, which... Oh, sorry. Just... Yeah, yeah, we were. Um, which I think we... Nicola, what are you complaining about? I'm complaining because I'm stuck in a room that's got a door shut. Oh. And I keep get... I keep yeah. get offended by gas. I did want to say one thing. It's before... Dottie Bakers, by the way, and Michelle's. Oh, hey. my God. oh my God, girl. It's not me. I was going to say it isn't, isn't Dottie Baker. No, but there was one thing that before we played the clip, though, that I wanted to add into this, 
there's this moment where before you know Benny is sitting opposite Gerard and they're talking and Benny throws this knife. I mean, again, this is. Oh, well, this is on the clip. You got it on the clip of you. Yeah, I, okay. I look. At, so th- this opens up. Actually, I suppose these are visual clues. So within the cl- this clip, and you'll know what the moment is. Yeah, Benny throws a knife right past uh, the guy's head, and he's just keeping together so well until then. And then another bit. Um, yeah, uh, his dad. His dad. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Fraser Senior mm. holds up a uh, noose. Here we go. Uh, I'm just gonna have to demute a second. Sorry, guys. It's just it's a lot of buttons and everything. This podcast. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I knew I could count on you. Just not really in the mood to talk. <laughs> have a good sleep. Look what I made for you, son. Yeah. That's the news. All right, all right. Deep down, I knew you couldn't do it. If you could just go over there and then kick him a few times. I knew you were in trouble, you know. What do you mean? When we talked that last time, before you died, I knew something was bothering you. Nah, you couldn't. I didn't say a thing. No, I heard in your voice. I didn't ask. Do you know how many times I've wondered why I didn't? And how many times I've thought, if I'd just done that, that one thing, maybe you'd still be here. I am here. No, I mean alive. Oh, dead or alive, you still never listen to me. Just one good kidney punch. If I could see him writhing in pain, I could rest easy. It was always the same with us, wasn't it? I mean, if I knew there was something bothering you, something personal, I wouldn't ask. I wouldn't push it. I used to tell myself it was of respect for you, but the truth is, I was afraid. It was that fear that got you killed. If you had asked, I wouldn't have told you. Why? I could have helped, I could have done something. Father asking his son for help, not an easy thing to do, you know. Would be like admitting I was old. Or human. Yeah. You wait till my age. Wait till some young Turk comes up and says, can I give you a hand with that, Pops? See if you say yes. He was my friend. I had to bring him in myself. I owed it to him. Well, what did you owe me? Oh, God. Going to be this kind of conversation. You know, you were so afraid to open up. It's as though you chose to be killed rather than expose your feelings. That's ridiculous. That's more or less what happened, isn't it? But the thing is, I'm no better. I mean, I never loved anyone as much as I loved you. No, stop that kind of talk right now. And I could never, ever... Say it. Well, if you did, I would have hit you. That's my fault. Shouldn't have left you with your grandmother all that time. You don't know till it's too late. The effect that women can have on you. For years, you're living a perfectly normal life. Then one day, right out of the blue, you start thinking about feelings and emotions. That was my mistake. Not yours, son. Now, you go ahead. You blubber on. No, I'm fine, thank you. Well, you're not going to sulk now, are you? I'm not sulking. I don't sulk. I mean, just a, a lovely scene. It's, it's a father and son scene. Uh, and it says so much about that. Uh, I mean, uh, as a man myself, it says so much about that father-son dynamic, about uh, the unease of talking about feelings, which has changed over the years. But 
certainly that old school relationship i could even say between me and my dad it still wasn't something just openly talked about i don't know about you ladies and your papas but yeah no i think um even between a daughter and a father i think it was still difficult Mm. to have talks about feelings with with your dad you know so much easier with your mum than your dad you know and i think it is like you say kind of an older generation thing as well i i do think that's changing i think very slowly but i do think that's changing nowadays oh yeah 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 we can say between me and, and my son I, I see it with uh gary and and blake yeah, your son for any listeners who don't know yeah uh, and your husband um yeah it's definitely different yeah uh, yeah yeah, I think so. It's getting, it's modernising, I think. It's and I think that's a good thing. I don't know why there is this yeah. fear of talking about feelings with men. And... But again, the beautiful thing in Due South is, has that moment, and uh, you get the feeling it does move on their relationship, yeah. even though one of them's dead. It moves on their relationship still. And it actually leads into something which pays off later in the episode. Yeah. Again, that's, that's how wonderful Due South is, is tying everything together. This conversation kind of comes back later, mm. and it's just. Um, but yeah, I, I do think there's a moment where, yeah, Gordon Pinsons talk about like, oh, it's my fault. I left you with your grandmother too long. <laughs> but then there's just a look again. It's it can be about salty. There's a look which Gordon Pinson gives after he says that. It's almost. It, it's almost. It, it does look like he's sorry for that. As yeah. Benny's sat in the or corner sorry. crocheting a blanket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the cats and the cream. <laughs> <and sores. laughs> I know, but it's just, I mean, I know this is, you know, quite an old program, but to hear somebody say something like, you know, um, like talking about feelings and and just his response was, yeah, I would have hit you if you tried to talk about your feelings with me. I mean, it's just, it just sounds insane nowadays that that would be somebody's reaction. But um, yeah, I mean, it's good that things are changing. I mean, my goodness, with the, with the short time we get on this earth to be so scared of talking of our feelings just sounds so ridiculous to me now. But, yeah. you know, this is the way... People have been. I mean, I just thank goodness that there's no forces trying to drag us back to the uh, bad days where we can talk about feelings. Maybe where we just treat everything like we're in the bloody 50s or 60s again. Well, no, not the 60s because that was peace. That was peace and love. And yeah. yeah, you get the feelings... I mean, thank God we don't get the feeling that people are trying to drag us back <laughs> to the 50s yeah, or something. Yeah, but saying that, though, if you think about it, I mean, I'd rather look at it as we've evolved because I think if you start saying the bad feelings... The people that knew nothing else shouldn't be deemed as bad. Mm. No, no, but no, the bad times. We didn't say the bad, bad feelings. Sorry, I don't think going back to the bad... The bad days where we can talk yeah, about these things. I just think that... That's that, the days, not the people. It's an evolution thing yeah. rather than a I've got, I mean, pointing geez, thing. I yeah. I, I, I because people know, my dad. If people know, were brought up, they know no different. Us. Yeah, I, I, I still love my dad mm. and uh, have some treasured memories of the man he was he was a decent man he taught me so much uh, but yeah it would have been nice if we could have talked about kind of how we felt and stuff a bit more yeah it would been lovely you know um, and that's you yeah. know we I don't demonise him to say that but yeah. it's definitely he grew up in like my mum's still very weird about like talking about how you feel and stuff and when I probably start she looks so uncomfortable mm. so I just really don't know <laughs> but there's ways of saying it without saying it. And, you know, yeah. when she's had a few drinks, she'll say it a bit more. <laughs> yeah, she's Irish. <laughs> yeah, so I think when you watch the scene and you kind of see them talking, and if you think this was back in the 90s, so, yeah, I mean, you can completely see how 
how previous generations were, were kind of this way. I mean, it's, it seems like such an English thing as well. I mean, these are Canadians talking it, but it's kind of like... You're... Well, you know, that's that's the Canadian thing. They're a, 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 a well, from our perspective, yeah. a weird mix of there's... Kind of like French. There is there's mm. French, there's some American culture, yeah. and there's a big dose of British culture British, as well. Where stiff they up a lip still, and keep your feelings they're, they're, in. They're part of the Commonwealth still seems to play a large part in their identity. Mm. In subtle ways, I don't think, you know, even, I don't think they all worship the Queen, although there are some sectors, I believe, in Canada who kind of do. But there is there are certain traits, let's say, that we share with Canada, which are definitely in there. Yeah. And, there, yeah, and then they've, of course, got so much stuff which is wonderfully their own. Yes, of um, course. Yeah. But yeah maybe they get a bit of our stiff upper lip and... Keep calm and carry on and keep oh, your feelings well, yeah. to yourself. Well, of that, because they definitely, uh, I know they, like there's, we, we've seen, if nothing else, from uh, Men With Brooms. Yes. They've got a, uh, a hint the, the Scottish there as well. They do indeed. So yes. I, I think they just take on so many traits from so many places as well as, yeah, again, giving a, a thing their own. And, you know, just to mix those things together, you come up with something new and original. Mm. But, yeah. Canada's great, isn't it? E. Eh? I think it's like the third or fourth time I've said that in this podcast. Yeah, not racist at all, Michelle. Eh? And you were doing your Indian accent before. I, that I, was, I'm that was sorry. My, that I'm was sorry. my witches. I'm sorry that she. And I don't apologise to all witches out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't worry. They weren't offended because you didn't get close to them. It was Indian. You sound like. I don't know why I'm trying to read this. I can't really see it properly. I know. I, I don't. No, yeah, I don't have the best handwriting. But I think then. we're here, so we've had the bit. Yeah. So the next bit was Ray. As um, Benny was having a chat with his dad, uh, he was kind of looking out the window and Ray was pacing up and down. But then there's a point where Ray... Did we say that clip before was new to see you? No, we didn't. I came up with that as well. That was me. That was was a clip name. I admire that. Thank you. Thank you And it was because he had a noose in his hand, but we did say that in the clip. Yeah, Yeah, we we intrude. Noose to see you. Just to be clear. Just didn't say the name of the clip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good work. Look, I'm, I'm complimenting <laughs> it. What more do you want? Jeez. Look, I, 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 like, like one of those like canned applauses, you know? Like on oh, the um, sitcom, sitcoms get like a candy. Oh, wait, actually, I think I've got one. Let's give him one second. Um, here we go. <laughs> it's not quite the noise I wanted. Yeah, you're but, still um, moaning now. Yes, move on. <laughs> he likes that sound at the moment. I noticed you played that. He likes the sound of crying babies. Is you, that him trying to say what he wants a baby? Why are you playing because you don't have headphones in? I because I could hear it. It was the baby crying. I could hear it from my headphone, probably. You haven't got your headphones in. No, but they're around. I I moved them actually. When I got up, I moved them. I can hear that. They're all over by me. I think I'm sitting on them. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Moving on. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Ray gets hit on the head. (laughs) Was what I was going to say. (laughs) Just Ray. Although then maybe somebody else in this room might get hit on the head in a minute. Oh, don't do that to Ooh. Michelle, don't do that to Nicola, come on. So, with my little T-Rex arms, it wouldn't be much of a hit. Stop Thank you for your sympathy. Arms. Stop saying T-Rex arms like the rest of your body isn't proportioned to that tininess. <laughs> Ray got hit on the head. Which um, one? Which head? <laughs> oh, we're going all saucy now. All carry on. All saucy. Michelle honestly didn't get that for a minute. You're naughty. <laughs> oh dear, we are turning into a carry-on, oh, aren't we? You are awful. So but some I like you. <laughs> Look at me trying to move the podcast on, and you holding us back. I yeah, know. but you were the one that said about it's hitting people on their change. head. 
Oh, he's swearing, Nicola. He's swearing today. Oh, yeah, because that's the first on this podcast, swearing. <laughs> Get on with it. Ray was hit on the head. Which head? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now you know how I feel every bloody week. At least the listeners could fast forward, couldn't they? <laughs> We're stuck listening to each other. <laughs> it's like uh, we watched Clue the other day. <laughs> to cut a long story short, too late. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Great, great film. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was an attack. So Ray was hit on the head. I think I've said a couple of times <laughs> already. <laughs> and now and I'm, I'm trying to. Poor bloke, he's been but hit on the three times now. <laughs> <laughs> All his heads have been hit by this point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Three times, how many? He's got three. So he's got his head, head, his head, head, <laughs> and, and his... another head, spare. Yeah. We won't go into where it is, but there's like an all-out attack at this point, isn't there? Because um, um, the people that um Gerard has phoned have come to. <laughs> You're wafting over there, Nicola. <laughs> um, have come to rescue Gerard. I'm saying that in inverted commas with so my fingers that you can't. The see. Oh. Move the microphone with your hand if you can do that. Okay. Your head head. With your my little, with my head, head. arms. My head, head, and my T Rox. T arms. Welcome to our 15 of this podcast. <laughs> so it turns out it's uh, McFadden, isn't it? This is the cop that uh, was looking for Gerard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't even speak. He started really. casting shade on the other cop. Yeah, yeah. Saying that it was his crew who were dirty. It's actually him. Him. It was him. Mm. So he was working with Gerard and there's this like big shootout going on, isn't there? And it gets to a point, because um, I think I made a note. Um, oh, right yeah, before we, cracking yeah, yeah. the floor, being kicked in the mm. ribs many yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before I, I was going to move on to something else, but um, McFadden, this cop, he shoots Gerard in the arm. So I think he was going to try and escape, wasn't he? So Gerard gets shot in the arm. And then there's this amazing, amazing moment, which I think we, I think we actually have a clip of. So I'm not going to say too much about. I think we'll play the clip and then we'll talk on. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, there's a big shootout. Looks like everything's uh, going against our heroes here. Racing the floor, getting kicked repeatedly yeah. every time he says anything because he won't give up anything. And then uh, Ray suddenly uh, comes up with this brand new strategy, shall we say, in a clip we like to call. I wish you were my daddy. Well, no, actually. I think he's done quite a good job of reminding everybody that I have good motive to murder you and you me. Well, I don't think you should argue in their favor, son. Step away from the door. Go to hell! All right. Finally, someone shoots him. Before you kill him, there's something you should know about this man. What? I, I don't understand it now, but... When I was a boy... I admired him. For God's sake, son, what are you saying? And I can still remember the first time he came to visit us. Oh, God, do I have to listen to this? Now, stop it, son. You're embarrassing yourself. He stood so tall in his uniform. You know, I've never told him this, but secretly, secretly I wished he was my father. If you're going to shoot me, shoot me. I don't know. Maybe it's just because he was so much taller. But he's no taller than me. People shrink when they die. Everyone knows that. In life, I was 6'2". Anyway, the, the thing I wanted to say is... Get away from me. You broke my heart. Oh, this is just too sick. It's that moment where he 
sends the knife flying into mm, the uh, gun, gun. Mm. right at the end of that clip, which, uh, yeah, that's about the end. Even just filming that, I don't know how they do that effect of the knife going into the end of the gun barrel. Well, it's just a great shot. That was amazing, though. No effect it? to it. It's no, just no, a it's great just, shot. Just Paul Gross is that good? <laughs> yeah, that was all him. That yeah. was all on him. Of course it was. What else did you think it was? It was so impressive, though, and... Oh, I don't know. I'm just in awe at the moment. I'm not even sure what I can say to um, comment on that. Well, that's a nice... That's going to be a cheeky one. Yeah, you're going to have just a bit of a cheeky drink pouring drinks here, here and, and there's not enough uh, mixer. Making there's, there's some more cheeky ones. Go no. You've got to have it cheeky. So, um, sorry, which bit are we on? Are we discussing... Do you know what the thing is, actually, going back a little bit before that clip? I think uh, suddenly, is it Gerard? No, who's the guy that we're holding hostage or holding hostage holding um we're holding hostage no sorry not holding hostage but the guy that we're actually holding till he goes to prison the next day is that gerard that's gerard so gerard gerard's obviously as it says double cross he's realized that uh what i i mean i assume what the setup was that they would for his escape he would never mention who was involved again from the fbi fbi would go free he would go free out of prison but actually, as it all turns out, he's not going to go free. The FBI are going to shoot him because he's uh, it's too dangerous, really, to keep him alive. And he's obviously come to that sudden realisation as well. Well, it was, um, it's Benny who comes to realisation because he's going, well, that's me free. And uh, Benny's going, like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> no, they, they, they can't afford for you to be free. Mm. And it's just wonderful. I love the fact as well, throughout all that action, knowing do you have that bit which I mentioned earlier, where Deepen Baker goes into this little box to hide away and bullet holes go right by his head. It's very dramatic. Yeah, poor but every three seconds you've got... Uh, uh, well, three seconds. But every, every now and again, you've got Gordon Pinsent as Fraser Senior saying, um, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm playing to like your mum was six foot and I was told her. You know, he keeps on doing callbacks to that. Like, his pride is the most important That's, thing. Yeah, I mean, moment. right now, his son is involved in a gunfight and he should be concerned about his son's safety. But all he's concerned about is proving that he was taller. Yeah. I mean, what I would have loved to have seen, actually, was when Deepen Baker went in the box that he pulled the lid down. Oh, that would be quite <laughs> cool, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. That would have been cool. But I think the fact that you do see him in there and the bullets yeah. that's really well shot I mean it is yeah wonderful. he knows he's a clever doggy of course he is yeah Good I mean Good he job. feels like he's kind of got himself into a um, little safety box but yeah. he's not safe though but he's, he's, he's okay everybody yeah. don't worry Deef is okay and then you, again you get to this bit of uh, is Fraser Senior there or not and again this is yes. what tends to suggest he is because not only is there an earlier scene where you've got uh, Fraser Fraser and Fraser Senior talking, and they're uh, sorry, uh, Benton and Benton Senior. Or is it Fraser Senior? No, it's Fraser Senior, isn't it? The way they're listed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're talking, and you've got Diefenbaker is looking between the two of them, and they talk, which kind of suggests that Diefenbaker can certainly see them both. Then there's a bit where um, where the the bad guy um, uh, Gerard Gerard is hanging. Out this window, he's about to fall to Yeah, he's death. trying to escape, but he's hanging like by his hands from this window. And uh, Fraser Senior puts his hand out, and he can see him go, "Oh, but you're dead! Let's now take my hand." And he goes to grab it, and his hand slips through his because he's dead. And he talks to Benny, and he goes, um, uh, "But your hand isn't actually, you know, you often your hand, but your hand isn't actually there." It's like, 
yes, but I had to offer to him anyway. It was the right thing to do. Which again, to me, calls back to the idea I mentioned before of the fact that so in life, so in death kind of yeah. thing. You know, like, what's a duty once you die? So it's kind of like that um, Twilight Zone kind of like monkey paws. You know, when you make a wish, what's the side effect of it? So you wish for someone to put out their hand, mm. and they do, and it's not there. And for Fraser Senior, when he was alive, he would do anything to try and uh, save the bad guy, even at his own expense. And he puts his hand out when he's dead. Mm. As he would have done in life. Yep. But when he does it now, because he's dead, the bad guy's hand slips through it and he falls to, to well, he doesn't fall to his death, but he gets badly injured. Yeah, he gets badly injured. It's, it, again, it seems a very kind of like um, Twilight Zone style idea that what are the consequences when you accept yeah. the help of a dead man. And it's such an interesting moment because, like I said, there's been so many episodes where he's been in as, you know, the dead dad now. And... You, I think we've kind of been mostly led to believe this is all Benny and his conflicts in his head and or needing someone to talk to. And you don't kind of really believe that he's there until this moment. And then you can't deny it because then here's Gerard looking up and he can see him. Well, that's the thing. With any other show, I think I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't buy it as much. I would go, it's like, it's kind of goofy. Yeah. It's meant to be a real world, even though it's kind of a playful show. It's meant to be a real world. So well written, though, when they say, by the way, we expect you from now on to accept that Fraser's dad is definitely there. Just most people can't see him. Select few can. You're just going to accept this from now on. Any other show, I'd be yeah. going, no, I don't think so. This one, I'm going, yep, I'll go for it, boss. Yep, that, but I think that's the reality you're facing this with. It's so well written, I'll go with that. But there was a bit in this episode earlier on, which I don't think we spoke about earlier on, actually, with Defen Baker, when I think it was back in... Um, the consulate when Benny was talking to his dad and Deef was looking between the two as they well, were having. The bit co- that I mentioned Did you mention it earlier? Five minutes ago. Yeah, you no. might have. Yeah, okay. I might have zoned out at that point. Yeah, just that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this is the very first episode out of all that they've kind of alluded to. Yeah. To him actually being there. So we wrap up the episode nicely. They uh, take uh, Gerard away, so he's still out there as well. That's yes. Mm-hmm. Thing for- yeah. Possible future inclusion episodes? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, so poor Benny, he's been shot in the leg again. Yeah, he gets shot in the leg again trying to uh, protect uh, Gerard. Yeah. He's on crutches uh, at the end, isn't he? And lovely little wrap up scene where uh, Ray puts a sign on him, a little badge on him, because he's going, it's like, is that the same leg you were showing before? Yes. And the same leg you got a knife in? Yes. Okay, I'm going to put this on you. Please shoot the other leg. Well, yes. that's just not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> lovely episode, lovely wrap-up. Uh, yeah. I mean, this one was just start to finish. Oh, such a good... Mm. And actually, I think I'm finding this with um, season two. It just seems like every episode that we're watching in the season, even though season one, amazing, mm. but this season, we're all just like, oh my goodness, this was, this is amazing. Oh my goodness, this one's amazing. I mean, there's some episodes of series one and series... Oh, sorry, season one, season three which are right up there, 10 out of 10s. But I think mm. season two might be the most consistent. Oh, yeah, I mean, so far, every yeah. episode has just been, I'm going to say, a corker. A corker. A corker. A corker, was it? <laughs> a corker. Well, I mean, you know what we have to do now. and it, We've got a few it, orders of business, haven't we? Yeah, I've got my headphones. Oh, do you want your well, headphones? Those orders of business are all in Brunnard. Yeah. Under one on your business... 
which I've uh, warmed it for you. And we're going to get to that order of business in a second. I mean, I'm obviously not stalling why while Nicola no. finds and puts in her I, headphones. I've got it. I know that. That's why I wasn't stalling. We so are so we're, good to go. Over we're here, ready aren't to we? go for. Can you give me the information I seek and tell me what the best moments of the week are? <laughs> that particular sting. Oh, all Dwayne Garrison. Thank you, sir. And done off the cuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was on screen first. Yeah, I, I, I cued him up. Can you do it? Knocked him down. Yeah, yeah. Him and Matt Lee's music, the power behind the tunes of Juice South by Southeast. Mm-hmm. We appreciate him. We do. So, uh, first of all, uh, Michelle, you choose. What we're going to do first? Uh, the best of the weeks. Best of the weeks. Um, I. Well, I think probably the easiest one to start with is the Canadian of the week. So the best or most Canadian yes. of the week. And I th- well, I think there's a little bit of debate over who we're going to go for because it kind of seems like there's an obvious one. I don't know if we're all going to go for it or if some well, of us are going to try and Canadian, save which it. is new in this episode. Yes. Uh, but if we use them this week, we've always said if we use one of the reoccurring characters... You can only use them once. Yeah. Okay, yeah sorry, once. did we all did we all vote on that rule? Do we all agree on that rule? <laughs> did we say there was voting? Involved? Is there a no, democracy? It's a, no, it's a fucking dictatorship. <laughs> Obviously, because Dictator all I've been told there. is you can't do this, you can't do that. But actually, I don't ever remember voting, and I don't ever remember agreeing. I don't remember giving you all women the vote. Ooh. <laughs> do we need to burn our bras See, on the next podcast? Oh, please like that. He's just like that. Yeah. <laughs> just just forget the t-shirt. Just yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't remember any democracy there. No, I don't ever agree. It would get so. very boring if we could just vote for the same one each week, and you know that. Talk yeah. sense, woman, and pick your Canadian yeah. of the week. You can go first. No, you were with Michelle. No, she picked what we were going to do first. No, you're going to oh, pick yours. You? Oh, yeah, so I chose Canadian. Oh, of the okay. Week. <sighs> well, I'm going to have a little think about it. Okay, well, I'm going to just pick Turnbull. <laughs> Genius. Uh, I'm picking he, Turnbull even too. Even though he is not. Uh, perfect. He, he, in fact, he gets several things wrong, but he, he he embodies that Canadian spirit of can do and trying to do your best. Ken doesn't always get it right, but it always tries its best and it always uh, believes in the best. And I think Turnbull believes in the best, even yeah. though he is very inept. You can get inept Canadians, but they're always just very nice, positive, or usually nice and positive people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even though I think there are probably some episodes to come where he's going to really shine. I'm still going to pick Turnbull for my um, Canadian of the week this yeah. week. I think because this is his, um, yeah, this is his first proper episode, and I just think he his really first episode at all. Yeah, he... I mean the the actor uh, Dean McDermott was in a previous episode as a bank robber. Mm. Yeah, this is his first. He came in so strong. Oh, that's why I went with him as well. He was great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean he he is a Canadian, so um, easy. But, um, He's an easy Canadian. He's... <laughs> No, it's an easy pick because he is a Canadian. Um, but yeah, what a fantastic character. You know, and <laughs> there was a, a bit that I liked, like um, we pointed out earlier on when we were talking, he um, had this vase mm-hmm. stuck on his hand and we didn't see him get the vase off. <laughs> but then later on, he's gluing it together and he's got a scar on his face. Oh. Not a scar on his face, it's got a piece of Was it actually a piece? Because I thought it was like a little scar from smashing it. But no, no, it's a piece of uh, it was a piece vase, of the vase stuck to his face. Oh, yeah, fantastic character. Okay, so... Uh, American. Okay, much American then. 
Well, yeah, because that is next, isn't it? Yeah, that's well, next we could have done Deep Baker, but okay, we can oh, work. Oh, if you want to. Um, Michelle, what's your most American of the week? Uh, my most American of the week, I'm going to go for the FBI agent, actually. Um, because that is a very American thing, FBI. And he was just so down did- for the job. He was just on it. He was just a good worker, hard-working American FBI man. He wasn't... He was... I, I, I disliked him. Okay. Yeah, it's a hard one, actually, isn't it? It's definitely harder than Canadian of the week, but... Um, well, I've, I've got one. Mm. If, you, if you want to think for another sec. Okay, I've got one. I'm going to go for Gerard. And shall I tell you why? Because he's not being a very good Canadian. <laughs> actually, I, I, I picked Gerard for a slightly different reason, but yeah. He, he definitely wasn't acting Canadian, so that was the beginning of my reasoning. But I expand upon that to the fact that, again, we always point out that because we, we sometimes pick d- different American traits. So sometimes yeah. they're positive ones, sometimes negative ones. On this occasion, I'm going to pick a more negative uh, uh, American trait. That's the American gangster idea. The, Ameri- the guy who's kind of a bit corrupt. And don't get me wrong, no one does corruption like we do here in Britain. <laughs> we invent that shit. Like before America was a thing, we were being corrupt and enslaving people and all sorts of lovely stuff like that. Are you suggesting that's lovely stuff? But there is a different flavour to American corruption. And I think the way that uh, that he played that, that you know, running guns and stuff and being involved in that, selling out his friends, in that particular way seemed very American kind of style of corruption. In the UK, we'd probably go, it's like, Jeeves, would you go and, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'd send our, our, our help to do that. <laughs> American, though, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they'll sell, they're, they're that slice of America which would sell people out. It's not all America, it's just one slice. Okay. So, you know, mm-hmm. again, I'm not looking down, I'm just saying that's one thing. That's why I picked him as most American of the week. Okay. So, most Deacon Baker moment of the week. Possibly the most difficult one. Yeah, it's my turn to keep this one off. Not good moments. I mean, Deef, of course, um, it's Lincoln in these episodes. Mm. Playing a blinder. Mm-hmm. No mm. doubt about it. But I think the moment for me still has to be when... Oh, jeez. Oh, it's really tough. There's an action moment, though, where he jumps up on the uh, the FBI agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he just he bursts into action. There's, there's so many funny moments... I mean, I was so tempted to go with the moment where he jumps into Ray's bed. Because <laughs> yes. I know uh, Dottie would do that the second that one of us gets up. He'll jump into the bed to cozy up to the other one. When the other person gets back from using Lou or whatever, she'll be like, yes, this little slip on the, the end of the bed is yours. <laughs> Feel lucky. But yeah, I, I just I, I just love it when Stephen Baker helps win the day, helps save the day. And even though he was called off, you know, maybe brought enough time for Benny to think of that thing of like, mm. uh, oh, let's pretend he's like a father figure to me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go for the moment where he gets into the box. And the reason I'm going to go for that is because I think that's actually very out of character for him. Because he's normally the kind of wolf that's up for the action. He's up for saving people. Maybe, I, I, maybe in the past I might think he would kind of like push 
you know, bending out the way of danger or something. So mm. it's, it's perhaps he's a bit bored and tired. It's very rare to see him hide. And there was an episode where he actually knocked down a door. Yes. Yes, he did. With yeah. Oh my goodness, that was proper action, Deep, wasn't it? Perhaps he's thinking, do you know, what? I'm getting a bit I'm old too old for this, for this shit. <laughs> I, I think he's, he's actually... looking at Benny, thinking, don't, put, don't do it again. Just so unless he's kind of getting into the box to give him some thinking time. Do you think he's actually going it's like? Done a lot this episode. <laughs> you guys take care of this. Jeez, I'm not usually this much in demand. Never yeah, as he's user. nailing the lid on the box. <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, just for me, that's very undeath-like getting in a in a box during a gunfight. So, but I kind of liked it, and and seeing like the bullets go in the box as well. You kind of think, oh, Dave, you need to move. You're not safe there. Yeah. Well, stage again, I don't know how they did that. They, that seemed to be all practical effects. Yeah. So how they did the knife and the gun, I've got the feeling maybe. The knife was already in the gun and they cut pulled it out and, and reversed it. No, no, just like they pull the gun back with the blade in it as if it's just landed in there, but it was in there the whole time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But the bullet holes, I don't know how they did that. That seemed to be a practical effect. It didn't seem to be added on later. I don't think back then you sort of had the ease, ease of effects to add that in later. It would probably be mm. cheaper to have it actually happen somehow. Uh, so that dog must have been so well trained, uh, Lincoln, to stay there. Yeah. What happened? Or talk slash wolf. Uh, Nicola, are you gonna ha- are you gonna make it three separate moments? Or are you gonna go with? Oh, one it's three separates actually. Ooh. I love this. So mine is because it resonates with me and my way of thinking. Oh God, God, what was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> is the bit where he said sit and watch him? Yes, and then he picked up the phone because. And he obviously didn't do nothing. He did about nothing other because than sit and watch him. He was only told to sit and watch. Now for me, as soon as he'd come in, he'd be like, "Oh, you're answering the phone." I'd be like. You didn't say anything about... He wasn't told to stop him. Picked up the phone. Yeah. Wasn't left with those instructions, you know. Yeah. Your fault, not mine. So, yeah, that, that would be mine. Yeah. And I can confirm, Nicola would be like that. <laughs> of course I would. <laughs> so, I, I think that's about everything. We've just gone past the two-hour mark. Wow. It's got to be a long one, isn't it? Well, that's what about she two said. hours. Yeah. yeah. About two hours. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, I think the only thing we haven't done is give it something out of something. Oh, oh good, yes. Oh, oh what would we do? Thank you, Michelle. That was nearly. What would we do? Ooh. Well, before we've actually had to do a, a post-credit record <laughs> or do it next week. So I'm glad we've yeah. had to. We've we avoided that. So, how many fathers, ex-partner, come killers? <laughs> do you give this out of ten? Catchy. Wow. <laughs> and this was such a good one such a good one to score as well um, I think we've given so many high scores as well haven't we let's let me just put something okay. in your way see if this helps you <laughs> think of uh, Victoria's Secret I think what, we shop? said as a whole mm, oh la la as the series one classic two butter Think of that as your benchmark, because we mm. gave that 10 out of 10, I think. Yeah. Certainly as a whole, I think we gave one of the episodes a 9.5, one a 10. And I think we said as a whole adventure it was 10 yeah. out of 10. So think of that as your benchmark. Is that up to the, this up to that standard? Is it slightly less? What? It's not a 10, I would say. I'm stick- I'll tell you where I'm sticking as 9.5. And the reason being is because I thought that uh, it was great, all great, but I thought there was great stuff from Benny's dad. Yep. And I thought there was amazing stuff from the new Turnbull coming in. I just yep. thought, to me, that rounded off. I had some very, very funny moments in it. And, uh, yeah, nine and a half in that one. I'm kind of with Nicola here. I'm thinking nine and a half. 
Yeah, and I... Well, what loses you the half point? Because I'm very tempted to go Ooh, 10. You think I'm tempted. 10. I'm very tempted. Because I think there's always room. I mean, I was asking Michelle, but you, you go again. <laughs> Sorry. No, go. There's always room. There's always, there's always room. That's, that's it. But <laughs> we've given we some 10. We have. I, I, I'm giving it nine and a half. No, but you're saying there's always room. So obviously yeah. there are some times when we've decided there is no room for improvement. That's a 10. I think Victoria's Secret is a worthy uh, recipient of 10 out of 10, especially as a whole uh, adventure. Mm. Yeah, I think if I was going to think on um, improving this program, thinking about what, what I really like about the Do Self um, programs is there was no Huey and Louie in it, which is very unusual oh. for their episodes. And I love Huey what they... Dewey. Yeah, did I see Louis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like DuckTales. <laughs> Spoilers, Spoilers. Oh. Louis may come in later. Yeah, and I just, I love what they bring to an episode. We did have a little bit of Elaine, but we didn't have very much. Mm. And I, you know, there's a lot of building of that character to be done. And maybe that could have been brought into it some way. I don't know. But I do think there was, you know, maybe there was a few things that could have been added. Yeah, you, uh, saw, you saw me. You saw yeah. me. Nine and a half. So, yeah. Yeah, I am going to stick to my nine and a half, but I just think... For nine so much half, of it, wow. For so nine much and of it, wow. father's partners <laughs> come kill us. Yes. Not no. enough. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've got to agree. You're right, you're right. I was trying to justify why it lose that half point because it's pretty, it felt like a yeah. 10, but you're right. It, 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 it needed Hugh and Dewey. Yeah, there was a bit of Walsh, a but... Of and we did have a lane. Yeah. If they put Hugh and Dewey in there, in their scene, in our scene, mm. I would have mm. given it 10. Because they put Lane in still. They did. Again, it's like with Walsh and Elaine, very restricted with what we saw yeah, of them. Yeah, but you know those guys, they just smolder. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> what I think going forward, though, is a bit of advice, is if the writers are listening to this, they should take heed that they Paul need... Paul Haggis, uh, the uh, Oscar uh, winner. Sorry, go on. Hang on. <laughs> so they should t- listen to this, take heed, and to get that extra half a pot, half a pint, half, half a, a point... Half a pint from us, need, yeah. Next week's episode, they need to make sure that's written... Yeah. ...expertly well for us to review... Yeah. So what come on, mean? guys. Sorry, what, what do they have to do to get the half point? They have to listen Yeah. to get a half point. Take our suggestions on board and add that into the next episode. Yeah. All right, yeah. so yeah. yeah so. so when so, they yeah. write the next Oscar episode... Oscar Wayne, Paul Haggis, <laughs> James Bond. Um, dun, when dun, they dun, write dun. the next episode for next week, take our yeah. things so on board. Take our advice on board, travel back to the 90s when they made this, mm-hmm, and yeah. sort it out. So what's your issue? Can't think of any. There you go, then. He wrote James Bond. Casino Royale or produced I don't I care he if he sits on the throne with us. No, he didn't write, he produced. That's my opinion. <laughs> and on that note, for this week, for Two South by Southeast, I've been Detective Squee. With me, as always, has been Dottie Baker. And joining us has been. The strong willed civilian aide Nicola. Ain't that a thing? And for some reason, I've been mini Mounty Michelle this week. Well, you decide that, not me. I know. So, guys, you know the deal. Uh, oh, by the way, playing us out in a minute is going to be. Um, I've gone off the band name. Awesome! We've what, got another song. Got another song. Hacksaw. No, Jacksaw. We had Jacksaw. Jacksaw train. Mm-hmm. Jackdaw train. Oh, well, you said saw. Oh, yeah, but you didn't correct me. Jackdaw Train, and they're going to be playing us out with uh, No Wiser. So we're going to hear the Due South by Southeast exit theme, Yay. and then straight into that Lovely. tune. Lovely, look forward to it. But 
Until we get to that, though, guys, uh, until next week, if, uh, say, the audience uh, listening had a compass, which direction would they keep pointed in? Do south by southeast.
Oh, we're all switched off over here now. Yeah, we switched off because we were being good. Yeah, we were being good girls. That's I might just great. pass out in a minute. Well, because... Um, uh, Stephen Baker's probably Dottie had Baker. an off bone. Oh, Baker. sorry. <laughs> Dottie Baker's had maybe a, an off bone. Or uh, uh, after yesterday, she's still a bit fragile. Yeah. She's letting us know. <laughs> yes. Well, the door's shut and we're all trapped in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot day. <laughs> it's a hot day. And yeah.